They claim to be bridging the gap between religion and science. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one this week, guys. But one of the few cults that doesn't end in a shootout. Yeah, no shootouts plus space Tesla, gilf sex, allegedly. And, um, um, psychodramas. Uh, 33 planets. Flash Gordon's wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I've got some notes on her wardrobe later on. She just needs a bowl of fruit on her head, and that's it. <laughs> so, yeah, if it's your first show, how do we do things around here, Ben? Well, we usually we start with weird news, and today's no exception. So, <laughs> uh, take about 20 minutes, uh, half an hour maybe, and then we'll crack on to the main cut and thrust. Before we start weird news, let's say hello to some of our, our new global listeners. Oh, yes. This week's listeners, yeah. So, hello to uh, Republic of Korea, Finland, Israel, Bangladesh, Romania, the Philippines, Latvia, Iraq. Vietnam, Trinidad and Tobago, and if you're living in Iraq and you've got time to listen to this, I commend you. Jesus Christ. An allied airstrike is coming. Oh, no, I like to listen to the English boys <laughs> talking about the lizard men. Oh. oh, fuck, there goes my house. Yeah, so exactly. Uh, sorry about the accent. The Bernard Manning of podcasts has landed. Yep. Um, also, Albania, Thailand, Ghana, Australia, India, Poland, Germany. Wow. Yeah. And let's not forget Canada, the UK and the United States. Excellent. We are global. <laughs> we, we are globally available professional broadcast journalists. They play to the UN next. Hey, good stuff. I should be the head of the UN. I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, everybody, everybody have a joint. Go home. Play a bit of PlayStation. <laughs> that's not going to resolve the, the nuclear problem in North Korea, though, is it? Or the Middle East. Just ignore it and it goes away. <laughs> that's how I deal with all my problems, Ben. <laughs> you can't do that with nuclear, rogue nuclear states, so well, gas. Well, actually, what I tend to do is ignore things till the very last minute where they're literally about to blow up in my face and then desperately try to do, do something about it. I think it's a perfectly healthy way to live. Well, that's how Brits do with Brexit. <laughs> oh, don't talk about Brexit. I don't want to think about the lack of food. Adequate food. Medicine. Oh, oh. oh well. Right, let's do some weird fucking news. Thanks for listening, all you global people. Yeah. Yeah. Much appreciated. Nice. Like is. the page. Yeah, like the Facebook page. We're building a bit of a nice little community there now. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Indeed. Right. Um, you remember a while back I gave you that um, story about the woman who said that she'd uh, never felt happy oh. after falling in love oh, with a zombie doll. Oh, yeah. Zombie doll, yeah. Zombie she married doll girl. She, she's no married to it. Oh, God. Oh, yes. Last time we spoke about her, she was planning to marry. Marry it. And she said that she'd never felt so complete in her love life. Did never honeymoon? I don't know. We'll find out in a second. Mm-hmm. So Valentine's Day, just around the corner, that's just happened, apologies. Uh, now is the perfect time 
to share a touching love story about one woman and her zombie doll. 20-year-old Felicity Cadillac has tied the knot with the love of her life, Kelly Rossi, a zombie doll Felicity says is 37. But she looks about six. <laughs> yeah. Unusual <coughs> nuptials took place in Tiverton, Rhode Island, you in the United States, and set Felicity back five hundred dollars. That's three hundred eighty-eight quid if you live in the UK. Cheaper than most brides. Right. So <laughs> officials. Very true, actually. It's so, cheaper than you fucking wedding I've ever been to. So officials in these states will let you marry an inanimate object. Uh, I guess so. The thing is, there's always well. some church that will, because mm. they've got so many fucking little. Yeah. Guys who've set up their own fringe of cult or whatever. That's true. Yeah. Renegade preachers. Renegade preachers. Yeah, there's a bad name. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you could have one from different faiths. Uh, on the Basis could be a yeah. Buddhist. <laughs> Speaking of bad names, somebody said on the Jack the Ripper episode, Murder Wank. <laughs> and I was like, now that's a name for a death metal band. It certainly is. It certainly is. That's we are Murder Wank! <laughs> Why didn't the old um, hackers, the Brotherhood of Destruction, ah. Murder Wank? Yeah, that's a fucking hacking group name. That's something to be afraid of. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't see Murder Wank popping up in your inbox, do you? Like, oh no. <laughs> there you go, better than the fucking Brotherhood of Destruction, or whatever the fuck they were called. Uh, I still want to join. <laughs> like I said, can't use a computer, but I make a busting cuppa. I'm not sure they'll be happy. <laughs> so it covered the cost of the outdoor venue, uh, decorations, her wedding dress, and a suit for, um, quote, tomboy Kelly. Oh In attendance were four friends, as well as eight other zombie dolls. I'm amazed. Oh, they uh, friends dating zombie dolls as well. I've got to open that. At least inviting dolls so that the undead keeps the buffet costs down, eh? Oh, so you have to go to a state for this. So she has to go to Rhode Island for this because she lives in Oklahoma. So you can't do it in Oklahoma. Good on you, Oklahoma. She said that our wedding ceremony was per beautiful and perfect, exactly the way I dreamed it would have been, apart from you marrying a four-foot-tall zombie doll. <laughs> I'm still sure the story that every little girl... The wedding that every little girl plans. Guys, when you get home, mm -hmm. ask, ask the children... Yes. <laughs> if they, if what their perfect wedding involves a four foot tall zombie doll. Uh, no, it would at this point, ages seven and five, involve a lot of flying unicorns and dresses made of rainbows. They'd look in Aria, wouldn't they? Yeah, they, they, <laughs> wouldn't they? There wouldn't be any any zombies. If, I don't think they know what a zombie is, to be honest. Probably not. I mean, who the fuck? Who bought this thing? When for the listener, if you Google the story because the we're looking at a picture of the doll. It's actually quite. Gross. To the jaw. And whoever bought her that when she was 13, no wonder she's a fucking deranged lunatic who wants to marry inanimate objects. I think her dad bought her. Seems to remember from being Oh, lock him up. I, uh, I made sure the whole wedding was done properly so it'd be as official as possible and we consummated the marriage afterwards. Oh, no! <laughs> she put the little plastic doll in a big old pussy! <laughs> Um, Kelly was the groom, so she takes the male role in our relationship, so she's putting a strap on on the doll. That's going to be it, hasn't it? She's probably just sticking the head of the doll. I mean, it's a fairly large head, but I've seen some videos online that would lead me to believe that it's not beyond the realms of possibility that she could fit that doll's head in her cavernous pussy. There was always that one with the, the man's head up, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't yeah, know if that, that, was, was, that was Photoshop, wasn't it? Uh, I, I hope know. so. <laughs> so do I. It was a bit of an urban legend, wasn't it? I had you the must video on my phone. You had the video. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it, yeah. I was in some weird WhatsApp groups. 
a likely tale. <laughs> Sent it when I clicked download. Sent to myself. <laughs> hey, I stick by my tale. I stick by the story. So, because that was the question I was going to ask: was the relation the relationship consummated? And she's fucking answered it for us. So either the head of it. I'll pass this one that way. Sorry, let's know we're doing spliff politics. Um, I would imagine... Oh, no, look at that. Yeah, uh, I found picture. Kelly, and she said, I found Kelly on a creepy doll collection website, and my dad bought her for me when I was 13. They've been together four years, though. Strange how her parents weren't at the wedding, though, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Do you think... Consummate... Sorry to obsess over the sexual bit, but uh, I am I trying it's, to work it's, out it's the, on the, doll. the mechanics. Or use one of the doll's arms, maybe. Something like that. Yeah, fist me, Dolly. I mean, I don't think she's well. But no. If she's happy, mm. she's not hurting anybody. Fair play to her, but... And to be honest... It's a bit isn't... weird, isn't it? It, it is it? It is the uh, psychological kicker, guys. Mm. When my father died last year, I oh. found myself becoming closer and finding comfort in uh. Kelly. She was someone that he had bought for me. That's I finally allowed myself to be open with who I was and let my feelings come out. Despite everyone I grew in my love life, I've never felt happier. That explains it all. Yeah. It's just another layer of weirdness now, isn't it? So while she's shoving the fucking dead zombie doll up her pussy, she's screaming, Fuck me, Daddy! Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe he did. <laughs> God. You know the six-month no-nons policy, Mike. I'm just saying. <laughs> the thing out there is a theory. The thing is, she's not, you know, she's an okay-looking woman. You know. She just likes inanimate zombie dolls. What I mean is she could find a, a human that respected her and loved her more than that doll can. I mean, it's probably a great listener. <laughs> I'd imagine it's a very good listener. But it can't provide... How much emotional support can an animate object truly well, provide? Uh, I've got some more direct quotes from her, if you like. Okay. I married Kelly, but only because I accept her for who she is, Felicity oh. added. I look past her bloody face, and I don't mind her not having a jaw. Oh. Also, her spirit and personality traits made me know that she was the one for me, and that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her. To me, she is perfect and I can feel that she loves me very deeply, and I can sense her happiness since we have married. It's a doll. Oh, man. Yeah, she's... Well, look, yeah, you're right. Like you said, she's not hurting anyone, so good luck to her, but I kind of feel sorry for her in a way. Yeah, Plus, seriously, she's, got, she's obviously in major sort of trauma over her father's death. Plus, this could all be bullshit, and she's doing it to sell the story and to get the attention and be in the papers. She maybe isn't. I'll just fucking lock her up in a mental asylum and treat her. It's not the behaviour of normal people. Yeah, but yeah. why lock her up, Ben? Why well, not lock her up? Give her some treatment, you know? Like well, that's, that's to different brain. to locking her up, isn't it? Well, we're right, mental asylum, like, whatever. <laughs> Isn't that like she's married a four-foot-tall child zombie doll? Yeah, push her in front of a truck. <laughs> well, I wasn't going that far. This wants to get treatment. Sorry, I, I misjudged you. You wouldn't have her away in a fucking padded room for the rest of her life? Not for the rest of her life, just until she admits that she's insane. Yeah, and stop shoving dolls up her fanny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't condemn that. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think we've dealt with What if that doll doesn't it? want it? <laughs> yeah, what if it's... Well, he can't consent, can he? Yeah. Yeah, but it's got it's an object. Well, is it, it, hurt, is it, it capable of consenting? Well, Think about it the objects. either way, though, does it? Well, I'm all for object rights. <laughs> to protect the rights of inanimate objects that maybe don't want crusty pussy juice all over them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was just trying to gross you out. And I you know what? Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Hey, you don't get this on the BBC News you at don't. 10, do you? <laughs> uh, so you're the, uh, the childhood woman being driven out of her home by an abusive ghost. Oh, for 
She looks like my mum, not the ghost. <laughs> a woman living with a troubled spirit for over five years has had to stay in a travel lodge because it won't leave her alone. Just for five years, you come to this conclusion. Oh, Fucking hell. I've said some troubled spirits in some travel lodge. <laughs> Why don't you just move house? Living in a travel lodge for five years? It's probably going to no, she's, she's given up and now gone oh, into okay. the travel lodge. Wow. Emily Sparks, 83, from Whittle, who is also a psychic medium, has been haunted by Joyce, who Emily claims died in the flat before she moved in. Joyce flushes the toilet for hours on end, steals her belongings and even pulls her hair out during the night. Yes. Emily has never to stay in a travel lodge for two nights and has reached a point where she can't live with it anymore. Any cunt can book himself in for two nights I and say, oh, I, years, I just can't it? take it in my house anymore. She's had like five years of it. She's, I've got to go to the travel lodge for a couple, uh, travel lodge for a couple of nights. If she, yeah, if, if, if she'd been in that travel lodge five years, I might think, well, then how would she know what's happening in the house if she'd been in the travel lodge five years? Either way, it's bollocks, because there's no <laughs> such thing as ghosts. But come on, let's hear a rambling justification. She's an 83-year-old psychic gal. She's been up to mention. Oh, fuck. Okay. 83-year-old psychic, a.k.a. chronic bullshitter and attention seeker. <laughs> With a touch of Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's the sequel to A Touch of Frost, the detective show, <laughs> oh, when he's in the old people's yeah. home. A oh, Touch man. of Alzheimer's. You have to wheel around the cases and sometimes he's coherent, sometimes he isn't. Have you ever seen that Michelin Web uh, yes. sketch with the old um, Watson and Sherlock Holmes? No. Yes, well, he... Oh, it's brilliant. Holmes has got Alzheimer's and <laughs> oh, he's like... Shit. Oh, and he eventually, it's quite sad because he's like, I've always known Watson. I've yeah. always known what you were doing. Watson's like solving the case oh, for him. They yeah. think he's doing it. Oh, dear. That does sound quite sad. It, it is. is. Yeah. Um, I don't want to bring the mood down, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get on to Sherlock Holmes? Because he's a big fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, Emily, who's a mother of four, says she's been a psychic medium for more than 35 years. And she told me, she said, she told me she was given the gift following the death of her first husband, but hadn't been practising for around 10 years. After moving into her home in Checkers Road in 2011, she was told that a woman called Joyce had died in the kitchen years before. But it wasn't until two years later that Emily was visited by what she describes as the troubled spirit, and she hasn't left since. So someone told her a horror story of someone dying... Mm. In the kitchen years before, she has nightmares, and then has like hallucinations or whatever. Brought on by the Alzheimer's. And there's dodgy plumbing, so the toilet keeps yeah. flushing. Yeah. Or she's got someone living in her cupboard. <laughs> Very true. She's <laughs> might have cataracts and not be able to see. <laughs> <laughs> she's living with a tramp. <laughs> oh bless her. <laughs> Maybe uh, like she's a mother of four. Maybe one of her deadbeat grandkids has moved in and she doesn't know. <laughs> Like, even a smackhead who sleeps all day, she doesn't know. Yeah, it's taking advantage of Granny. Oh, no. Well, um, yeah. I think that's more plausible than a fucking poltergeist called Joyce. <laughs> well, this is it, isn't it? I mean, it's just pulling her hair, touching the top of her head, flushing the toilet. I'm sorry, I'm not having it. You're not <laughs> having it? This one hasn't convinced me. What I just like is that she spent five years putting up with it. Mm. And then goes, oh, you know what? I'm going to go to a travel lodge for two nights. Get away and from it. whilst in that travel lodge for two nights, instead of enjoying being away from the poltergeist and having some peace and quiet, she thought to herself, I know what I need to do. I need to speak to a journalist from The Sun. Essex Live. Oh, sorry. Essex Live. She says the ghost is five foot three, wears a mustard cardigan and a tweed skirt. 
She says, I've only seen her physically once, but I've seen her in a transparent state many times. No, you haven't. You fucking hallucinate, you tripping. Someone go around and check she hasn't left the gas on for the last yeah, five years. That's a carbon monoxide build up in the house, that's a possibility. <laughs> no, next, come on. Eagleman. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Boy inserted 39 magnetic beads up his penis because he was curious. Thank oh, fuck he didn't walk past the radiator. <laughs> Glorious circumcision oh, in history. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and you're stuck to it. You can't reach the thermos and turn it down. Oh. <laughs> what a way to go. Oh. Stuck to a burning radiator. <laughs> anyway, yes, we did the story. Actually, I think that might have taken over top of my list of not ways to go. <laughs> I don't know, death by bead at the penis is one for me. I mean, I was pretty curious as a, as a young lad, I will admit, but nothing ever went down me cock hole. Jesus I know, Christ! I know this stuff does not come out, go up there, it comes yeah, out of there, that's just, the way it works. Yeah. <laughs> None of the holes apart from the mouth are really any holes, are they? Not designed to be. No. <laughs> it's not their main function. No, but people have always got to push it, haven't they? Yeah, There's well, always one pervert. Well, no male holes are designed to be sort of above the mouth. Well, yeah, of course, of course, we'll stiff up a lip, you know, and all that. All of that sissy cock-sucking round here. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes, of course, dear listener. <laughs> no, Gaz is just a right big bigot. He sucks a lot of dick. That's it. They all, do. Really they all do. One of them psycho ones who like, I go out and like suck off a rent boy and then get so overwhelmed with self-loathing that I beat them to death afterwards. Wow, that got a bit confessional. Um, <laughs> we well, I the murder van. Can we cut that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the murder van anymore, not since I bleached it. <laughs> and found myself a girlfriend. It's just a cleaner murder van. <laughs> Should we do the new story? <laughs> awesome. Exploring your body when you're growing up is an important part of your adolescence. Oh, yeah. You find out what your body's capable of, how far you can push it, and what limitations it has. Of what you can push in it. Yeah. <laughs> but there are always people who are curious, like really, really curious about their bodies and what they can do. Take a 12-year-old boy from China who reportedly stuck 39 magnetic beads up his penis because he was curious about what would happen. Fucking hell. The sheer thought of doing that isn't enough to make some blokes wince and grab their crotch. Uh... Thankfully, the boy was all okay, but only after emergency surgery. Dr. Wan Yun of the Wuhan Children's Hospital Urinology Department told Hubei Television the boy arrived at A&E saying they had swallowed the beads known as buckyballs. Sounds pretty innocent, right? But when Dr. Wan took an x-ray of the boy, he noticed the balls were in a rather strange arrangement inside the boy's penis. Oh. Seems pretty strange that they'd all ended up there if they were swallowed. <laughs> After a bit of questioning, the boy later admitted to sticking her up there because, well, he's just out of curiosity. <laughs> oh my god! What was he thinking? Well, <sighs> how, how many, many of these little beads can I fit in my car? 39. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, now I've always got 39 beads on me. Well, yeah. I had the answer, didn't he? Now, what do I do? <laughs> Why are you crying and vomiting, dear chap? Why is that piss coming out of your arsehole? Because it's, it's backed up with nowhere else to go. I'm not a biology expert. Well, yeah, so they fixed him then. 
Yeah, yeah, they got him out. Yeah, after painful surgery. Oh, God. Well, he deserves it, really, doesn't he? I mean, will it ever work the same way again? I doubt it, but he's... <laughs> look at his face of that doctor. He's holding up the beads that yeah. he's removed. And his face literally is like... <laughs> he really did. <laughs> he can't believe me. Silly little fucker put him in his car. <laughs> uh-huh. He'll always be known as magnetic... Oh, God! <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Oh. There's a picture of the surgery. It's blurred out, but it's still fucking graphic enough because you can imagine. He's basically just got some pliers on them old beads and he's just yanking them up out of there. God, I hope they put him to sleep. I bet they had to get a magnet on the end of his dick, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the quickest way. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'll, I'll just solve this problem. <laughs> oh, I tied a string around the last bead that was poking out the end, tied it to a door handle and slammed the door. <laughs> That'll teach you. <laughs> you pervy little bastard. <laughs> Well, uh, Jesus Christ, I need a, a whiskey or something now to settle the nerves. He's managed to get it tied into a knot in his bladder. Ah, no! I, I just screamed right into it the bladder. It went mic, that far so up, it, it went into his bladder. Ow! Wow, that no. is impressive. I am squeamish and uncomfortable now. Yeah. Can, we, uh, <laughs> can we move on? Do you want to talk about some alien love hippies? Yeah! yeah. Some fucking delusional tools. <laughs> <laughs> Unarius, the Academy of Science. Yeah. They're a non-profit organisation, <laughs> <Funnily enough. laughs> allegedly. Founded in 1954 in Los Angeles, California. The HQ is in uh, Cal John in California. Their membership figures are unknown, but in 2004 at least, Unarius centres existed in Canada, New Zealand, Nigeria and the United Kingdom. Wow. I was tempted, because I was on the website today and it says become a member, but I didn't click on it because I knew it would inevitably involve me sending them some form of money, wouldn't yeah, it? Donation. Yeah. So uh, I didn't bother looking into it. Unarius is an acronym for Universal Articulate Interdimensional Understanding of Science. <laughs> they should put quotes around that last S. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Pseudoscience. Yeah, best. Uh, the organisation uh, Slash Cult, would you agree with Slash Cult? I'll yeah. go with that, yeah. yeah. Bit culty. Yeah. Claims to want to advance a new interdimensional science of life based on fourth dimensional principles. Founders Channels and Subchannels have written books filled with channeled dissertations from alleged advanced intelligent beings that exist on higher frequency planes and has been over 100 volumes published since 1954. Wow. So channelers are the founders of this and the high-ranking members who are getting these messages from the interdimensional beings and extraterrestrial beings, mm. and they're writing all that down, and then they have sub-channelers who take over some of the hassle for them. Right. So it's The less like important extraterrestrial <laughs> beings got the sub-channelers. So it's a bit like in comic books where you have like an editor and a sub-editor. You know, yeah. Some people are responsible for creating the main story, That's and it. Uh, others, you know... Fill in the, the smaller bits. Exactly. Yeah, funny that. Two fictional industries. <laughs> Having the same kind of system. <laughs> strange, right? It? It's strange. So this group, shall cult. we say, Let's cult, say cult. They are a pretty um, adept, low-budget filmmakers. I was looking at some of the stuff and I thought, um, you know what, that's not half bad. They do some worse. special effects and stuff. So they're yeah. basically, what they're claiming is they've interpreted, uh, they're being passed down stories from their past lives that they've lived on other dimensions and in other planets. Yep. They're writing all this down 
and they're creating movies, dramatising it all, yeah. psychodramas, they call them. They the used to put, yeah, they used to put uh, them out in the 70s on public television in yeah, California. Pub, so I wish we had public access yeah. to any over here. To your oh, American God, can you imagine some of it, though? I mean, yeah, it'd be bollocks. But well, we've got YouTube, stuff, haven't we? I guess, yeah, YouTube is the ultimate yeah. public access, isn't it? But, well, so, yeah, so th and they believe that she is, like, the preem, you know, she's basically this kind of saviour of the galaxy who's in... Embodied in body. Ruth. So Uriel, who is this all-powerful She-Ra, yeah, she is yeah, embodied. She, absolutely. she is embodied in Ruth Norman, who lives in California. She's in her body, and doesn't this come? And we spoke off mic before we started. There are some similarities to the Heaven's Gate uh, cult because this starts with the death of a spouse, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Well, it, it only started. Mm. It started in nineteen fifty-four. Right. Um, Ernest L. Norman and his wife Ruth E. Norman. Uh, he died in 1971. Now, I always think there's a bit of Scientology with Ern, mm -hmm. because he claimed to have been a child prodigy, read all his father's books, alongside his father was a surgeon, mm. so um, he would win arguments with, pet, with teachers alike, he would build radios, and he had a solid knowledge of Archimedean principles. So, typical narcissist with an inferiority complex who's got to make up for feeling like he's not... Oh, yeah, when I was a kid, I used to beat the teachers. Mm -hmm. yeah. A bit like our mate, the clone bloke, Mr. Marshall. Yeah. Donald Marshall. Oh, I was the best fighter and the best songwriter. Yeah. This absolutely. guy could outsmart his teachers, you know, had read all the big books. Yeah, all, the, all, that all that anatomy that his surgeon father, he's yeah. reading that as a kid <laughs> and understanding it all, yeah. but alongside his own formal education as well. Which, yeah. Yeah. There's a pattern developing with these cult leaders, there is, isn't there? There is. Um, but you see why Trump's a bit of a cult leader, right? <laughs> well, because he's the best at everything. Oh yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody knows more about thermodynamics than me. <laughs> nobody. Uh. <laughs> I am so good at rocket science. So good. Fuck you, Donny. Your hands are too small for rocket science. to get all those intricate components. Oh, actually, you? yeah, but he couldn't hold a pencil to do the, uh, to do the theor right, theorems. <laughs> but he's, like, really smart. So yeah. he says, <laughs> totally smart. Uh, you know, it's just something gets... I'm, like, really smart. <laughs> it, it never gets unfunny taking the piss out of him, does it? <laughs> no, but, and it's also, like, you know them people that are like, I'm mad, me. Honestly, I'm, yeah. oh, I'm mad, me. You'll never have more fun than me. Oh, I'm mad. That person is always a boring, fucking <laughs> one-note, fucking drongaloid, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anybody that says, I'm really hard, mm. me. I'm totally hard. They're usually a pussy. It's just, you know, anybody... I'm not gay. I'm really not gay. Oh, dicks. <laughs> <laughs> bigger the front, the bigger the back. That's it. Yes, absolutely. So what I'm saying is this guy was probably a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't very good at any of these things he said he'd at. He'd never won an argument with a teacher. In fact, teachers belittled him. Yeah. And that's why he fantasises yeah. about beating them in a debate. That's it, probably. You know, I'm not a psychologist, but... Well, it seems pretty likely, though, doesn't yeah. it? That's why you end up being a cult leader. <laughs> <laughs> For new um, listeners, I tried and failed to start. <laughs> I did join the you with, Tell me I win the bed. No, I haven't given up yet. Oh. Moving on, I didn't just say that. You did? No, I didn't. It's recorded? Back to that idiot that we're on about. <laughs> uh, he also claimed <laughs> to possess psychic abilities. He began reading palms and also claimed... He also claimed... Now, this is fucking great. Okay. Now, World War II was on at this point. All right. Now, for some reason, he's not in World War II. 
He's like fighting. He's born in 1904. So he's a bit old, actually. Yeah, maybe. A bit old. Mm. Well, actually, um, 35 when it started. In 41, the Americans came in. So oh, yeah. they just outside the, the age bracket. He's working in factories. And he's reading palms, and then he's, he's claiming to have told women of their loved ones' whereabouts and often deaths. Oh, God. However, this practice of describing deaths allegedly allegedly lowered morale in work plants where he worked. <laughs> well, I've always thought this. What if you're a psychic and someone mm. comes in and says, can you read my palm or whatever, mm. or tell me my future, and it's really, really bad? Well, it's like the duck says... Oh, oh, you're it's never bad, though, is no. it? It's always good. So you're going to meet a tall, dark, handsome yeah. stranger, or you're going to... Well, maybe that's part of the service. It's like the duck says, yeah, going to say the future, oh, though. That'll look good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Parents are going to die next year. Uh, no. You're going to get cancer. <laughs> you know, yeah. no one says that, do they? Well, that's not, how you bullshit, get, it? that's not how you get repeat business, though. <laughs> <laughs> is it? That's true. <laughs> we'll do an episode of Psychics, actually. Yeah. Imagine even even worse. You're the, you're bigger than it, yeah. You're yeah. claiming to be psychic. You're too yeah. old to go to war, yeah. and you're going to some woman whose twenty year old son's fighting in Japan. And you give her a nudge. You go, hey, you're Johnny. Got shiny head today. Half his head, fucking gone. Puff, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fucking watermelon. Yeah. 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 Can what you keep stuck? What you are you when you're doing that? He's damaged, man. <laughs> The quest for wanting to feel power over people is like... Yeah. I mean, look at the lengths you're going to. Like you said, yeah, that's pretty gross behaviour, isn't it? It's, it's pretty grim, isn't it? I it's mean, really bad. <laughs> but if you really can tell, well, he's just telling the truth, isn't he? Yeah, but there's a time and a place. Yeah, and what if he's wait, like... Wait until the fucking folded flag and the fucking Padre's <laughs> come around, eh? Yeah. Your Johnny got a missile right through the <laughs> chest, right? He's in... 14,000 different bits he's fucked, I'm sorry, totally, totally dead. But then, so she spends a few years thinking Johnny's fucking blown to bits. And then Johnny comes walking in through the door three years later. Yeah, and just like, just... fucking hell, I spent three years fucking mourning your death because <laughs> some cunt in the factory told me he was a psychic. And he saw the missile at you. And I married a lawyer called Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I just MIA because I went off to marry Derek. <laughs> This is Derek. <laughs> Derek, this is Johnny. Is, Derek... is that my fucking mug? Why is he drinking out of my mug? <laughs> oh, the misery these twats <coughs> cause, these fucking psychics. Prior to meeting Ruth, Ernie gave um, psychic readings at a spiritualist church. So one bunch of, okay. one fraud hanging around with another. Yeah. Basically. Drawn to each other. But apparently he was a scientist, an aeronautical engineer. Oh. So he wasn't, maybe he wasn't a child prodigy, but he was clever. Okay. Apparently they claim the idea of the TV tube was stolen from, uh, from Ernie, Ernie Norman. This is another thing that happens with cult leaders and mm. weirdos. They always think one of their ideas was stolen. Well, they should have patented it, 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 it yeah. then, shouldn't they? Patented. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Ruth was the oldest of eight children and took on many jobs to support her family. She had experiences in spiritualism before the UFO theme became common in the 40s. She'd been married before as well. Okay. Had a, had a definitely had one child. And she attended the same uh, psychic event as Ernie in the early 50s. And she was told by a group of um, psychics that she was being followed around by long-bearded wise men carrying books and she would help these bring these books into the mm. future. Okay. Wow. So these are the books, the volumes I've got in my notes, volumes of books that are from the uh, 
We haven't mentioned them yet, have we? The 33 planets. Yes. Well, we'll get to that. So, but that's what they're on about, isn't it? The, it is, yeah. These books, presumably the ones that are going to be channeled uh, through Ruth and her husband. It's like Bible stories, but it's from fucking space. And that, it sounds like it should be exciting, isn't it? It's it should not. be exciting. Yeah. They, they managed to make it fucking... <laughs> Just uh, crazy. Yeah. I mean, you sent us that video to watch earlier. Yeah. You two made it through, guys. You had the help of weed. We did. Yes, I did. I was sitting there trying to watch it, falling asleep in the chair, not having a fucking clue what they were talking yeah. about. I, well, I'm going to read some of my notes later. I got really baked, uh, and I did make it through. I had to pause to write some things, and I went off on a tangent at one point. My girlfriend sat in for the last 20 minutes, and she wasn't very impressed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's, like, she's like, you need to pick something... A bit, a bit less dry next time. I like, oh, we'll make this funny, but I'm like, yeah, the video was dry. It was, it was like Bible stories. It was, wasn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? That like, probably explains why I switched off. Yeah, uh, it was a lot like religious. But there know. was a lot of fascinating nuggets of. It was stuff that should have been awesome, and I'll explain that later. They, they managed to suck all the fucking joy out of it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we're still on. He's not dead yet, is he? Or is he just? No, dying? no, no. They get married in 1954, February the 14th. Mm. Oh, how romantic! Uh, also, Saturnalia. Let's not forget that the old pagan festival of free love. Oh, okay. Free love on the free love highway. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, within weeks, bigger. It channeled the first Janarius book, The Voice of Venus. <laughs> um, within the group at this point, uh, 1972 to 1979, she wasn't Uriel. Mm. She was known as Ayashana. Okay. And Uriel, actually, sorry. She was known as both. Then she took over the Uriel thing. It's Made it her own. Three names. Mm. Yeah. Three identities. Schizo. Why couldn't she just be old Ruth, eh? Fucking Ruth Norman. Not as good as Prince Uriel, is it? <laughs> Archangel Uriel. Archangel Uriel. She calls herself Prince as well. She's Prince Uriel. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So in the early years, Urn became a channeler by entering a trance and allowing thoughts and images to flow freely. This leads to voices and messages supposedly rece being received from a higher consciousness or other beings which speak through the channeler. The first books contain themes, similar themes to early contactees. So basically, they've gone for this. We're receiving messages. Mm -hmm. Then you get the whole contact the contactee thing coming in in the fifties, right. which was massive. Everyone mm. was seeing UFOs in the fifties, mm. mainly because a lot of to do with our movies. Sort of, yeah, mainly because there were UFOs. Mainly because there were UFOs, uh. and it was the great saucer flap of the fifties. Yeah. But mainly because there was a lot of popular sci-fi moving into cinemas mm. and on TV. And on TV, you had um, was that Twilight Zone? Yeah, Flash Gordon, of course. Flash. Ah. You can't see, can't resist. No, you can't. <laughs> Fucking love that movie too. <laughs> Me too. Saved every one of us. Still do do. Yeah. So by mentioning flying saucers, he can, can put that with a spiritual thing, right. and all of a sudden he's got a niche in that market, hasn't he? Well, yeah. So, he's got a niche in the head, if you ask me. <laughs> so the message now changes to uh, about the aliens being concerned about atomic testing. Ooh. But that was a really common theme in 50s uh, 
contactism. Mm. All the aliens in the 50s mm. were like really against nuclear testing. Well, that's good. The nuke was fresh, wasn't it? It was it's mad fresh. fear as well, isn't it? It was fresh in yeah. the minds. It was in the biggest, zeitgeist, wasn't it? The biggest fear. Yeah. Think about it. You just made a. What, what did um? What's his name call it? He said, "I am." I am. I become I, death. I yeah. the death. Destroyer of, of worlds. Oh, destroyer of worlds. That's it. Oh, the eater of worlds is Unicron. Silly <laughs> <me>. <laughs> well, that's an easy mistake to make. Wait, Uranus? You're an Unicron? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, if your scientist is coming out and saying that, that's going to, you know... Imagine the, literally just before it went off as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, for test space, that's pretty I mean, it's gonna put It's going to put the shits up you a bit, isn't it? As soon as it goes off, you should stand there with your blast goggles on and go, I overcome death to destroy the world. <laughs> I need to get a tar solar right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you probably did. I would have. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. <laughs> <laughs> Old uh, E-Money claims to have received transmissions from Mars and Venus, the homes of great teachers and ascended masters who describe their cities to him. And he went on a tour of a city in Venus psychically. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, wow, brilliant. Yeah. Astral tourism. The beautiful thing about this is in the 50s, we now know that Venus is like a scorching hot methane filled <laughs> yeah. hellhole that yeah. no one could possibly ever live on. Yeah. But in the 50s, no one had been to Venus. It's like a ball of tornado, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Hellish alien tornado. Well, it's like a massive greenhouse gas, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. The effect went on and just sort of scorched a planet, which is probably going to happen to this planet. It'll be fine, man. It'll be <laughs> fine. Scorched Earth! Oh. That's a good band name, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Scorched Earth. Yeah. Murder Wank with special guests, Scorched Earth. That's one hell of a heavy metal concert. Yeah. Headlined by Solar Warden. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Interdimension. Yes! Oh, that's the last song played, isn't it? It's the hit. Yeah, that's I've, I've seen And the that. big inflatable penis <laughs> on stage that fires out fireworks yeah. from the end. <laughs> We're getting the lighters out though for Tim uh, Four Camp. Oh yeah, 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 that's the one. Everyone gets the zippos out. Yeah. If you haven't, search for Solar Warden on YouTube, guys, and Interdimensional Penis, and you'll find our musical. Um, and we will have an album out. I'm looking into. We should probably say this off mic, but it costs money to get it on Spotify and stuff what like is that. It? Yeah, but not much. And we will be there soon. The album will be on iTunes, Spotify, all those lovely things. You can hear our quote. Musical. Well, uh, your two's quote musical. No, you still you invented Solar Warden, so you're like our Eddie. Uh, I'll take that. Yeah. So it's inflatable me on stage. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's such a Ben request. <laughs> a giant inflatable me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, Riding the giant penis. What the fuck that? Out over the crowd. That's why I got my interest in the stage. I ride a giant inflatable penis yeah. down to the crowd. And as it goes over the crowd, you'll be throwing out joints and <laughs> yeah. mushrooms and maybe not cans of beer. I was going to say cans of beer, but you might yeah. injure a few You've people. Got, obviously, got a foam spray. Oh, yeah, and it's just spray beer. Yeah. <laughs> That's an entrance judgment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Solar Warden. Coming to an arena near you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, back to the weirdo psychos. Yeah. Not psychos, psychics. <laughs> Sorry, and that was genuine slip. Freud, you slip of Osborne. 
wasn't trying to be funny. Uh, the Normans operated out of their home in the 60s and 70s, moving around California and claiming to have lived past lives as famous people. Surprise, surprise, including Jesus and Mary Magdalene. Oh, for God's sake. It's always Jesus and Mary Magdalene, isn't it? Always with the Jesus. Always with the Jesus. <sighs> it's almost like he's the son of God. <laughs> <laughs> The formation of the mission, this is what they refer to as is the mission. Okay. Led to the publication of the Voice series. The work describes a communication between Big Earn and Malva of Venus. Oh. Who gives a psychic tour of the Venetian capital, populated by Venetians who have energy bodies and living in a higher vibratory plane that would be invisible to a human. So that's what we can't see them. So they have space gondolas. <coughs> I hope so. <laughs> That'd be fairly cool, wouldn't it? It's a vibrate faster than I can join the people on Venus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're obsessed with frequencies. They do like a frequency. Oh, man, frequencies, vibrations, crystals, it's all got a lot Dimensions. To yeah, dimensions and... You should send them a dimensional penis, they might adopt it. Look, it could all be true. That frequency stuff, we are only... We yeah. can only see... A very a small people, fucking range of it. A lot of people believe all that chakra stuff, don't they? Mm. And Look, we can't see Wi-Fi, can we? But we know no. it's fucking there. Yep. So it's no different, maybe. I'm just saying, devil's advocate. I'm going to rip them later, don't you worry. <laughs> um, well, they do believe that the word of God is a frequency. Yeah, to insanity. <laughs> <laughs> insanity FM. The word of God is a frequency. There's a sound. The first sound um, in the universe, isn't it? I don't know, I thought that was bang. Yeah. And each each uh, each religion has sort of it's it's meant to be the word om. Um, om Ah, uh, the om song. So oh, yeah. man, om and different religions have the same they channel that sound, that's meant to be the sound of God. Wow. What is he then? Frequency. Apparently. <laughs> I think the sound of God is Would you like a blowjob tonight, darling? <laughs> Yes, I really would. <laughs> I love you, Jesus. Oh. I'll make you a sandwich after. <laughs> oh, fuck me, there is a God. <laughs> and I love him. <laughs> Hold me to your bosom, God. Assuming the God's a female in that case. <laughs> oh, I don't care. If it's God who's getting me the blowjobs, I'll put my head in a man's bosom. Fair enough. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, right. So um, the Seven Voice series. Mm-hmm. So this is the voice of Venus, the voice of Eros, the voice of Orion, the voice of Themes, Muse, Uranus, and Asylum. Elysium. Mm. Sorry. Elysium. Asylum. <laughs> That's <laughs> where they fucking belong. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say fucking up. <laughs> um, and each one has a speciality. So <laughs> Venus is healing. Eros is science. Orion is education. Hermes is philosophy. Uh, sorry, that was Hermes, not Themes. Sorry, that's my mistake. Can't read my own handwriting. Hermes, the delivery company. Yeah, right? they are. Uh, they're about all about philosophy. The oh, philosophy right. of getting your package to you in one piece. It's an important philosophy to have <laughs> for a delivery company. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Muse is the arts. Uh, Uranus is leadership, and uh, Elysium is devotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopelessly devoted <laughs> to you. So let's, let's go to their core beliefs, and we've got what I've got written down at the website. Okay. Their own website, uh, Uranus Academy of Science, uh, I assume.com, or, or www.uranus.org. Mm. So, what they believe 
in a nutshell. Unarius, sorry. Unarius, Unarius. It is hard to say. You see Unarius, I say, say Unarius. Let's call the whole thing We're very musical today. <laughs> Must be the weed. <laughs> well, this is already. I've been watching this all week. And yeah, my mind's I've been making to the hour-long video, but I've ex my mind's expanded. It's pretty trippy already. We haven't even got to space Tesla. No. <laughs> Fuck's sake, no. So, what they believe? Everything is energy. Energy is never created or destroyed. It merely changes form. You are the energy. You, as a form of indestructible energy, possesses a soul that has been recorded data from past lives. So it's like a hard disk. Yeah. <laughs> Keep hard. The disk stays the same, but the shell, the shell changes, yeah? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. All that is currently happening to you has its origins in past lives and actions. Now we're on to uh, yeah. the whole Glenn Hoddle disabled people are paying for it now, aren't they? <laughs> oh, is he one of them? Oh, I know, I remember him saying that, but I didn't realise it's because he was a fucking Unarius. And no, I don't think he was. No, he, was, he did have a spiritual advisor he who did. was probably into this kind of shit. Faith healer. Faith healer, that's oh, it. Irene, some jewellery? Yeah, something like that. Look where that way got you. Fucking hell, I can't speak the way that got you, <laughs> Hoddle. Yeah. Yes. So to progress. One must record more positives than negatives. Negative acts must be compensated by positive acts. And then you've got mm. various strata exist outside of physical worlds where beings of higher and lower nature reside. So that's who they're channeling. Presumably the higher ones are the lower ones. Mm. Well, watch out for them lower ones. She claims to be... See, so you got too much porn or viruses on your computer. It's not going to run properly, is it? <laughs> that's it. Well, <laughs> continuing the computer analogy. Uh, they do claim uh, that these, these people they're in contact with, essentially, on the video that me and Mike watched, I don't know if you got to this bit, because you made it about halfway through, didn't you? Yeah, but I was switching so, on off. There are 33 planets. Yes. Um, Confederation planets, she calls them. And she, Ruth... She'd like to be called, uh, what was it, Uriel. Yeah. I, I refuse. She's Ruth. Okay. Yeah, I'm dead naming her. Do you, know, <laughs> do you know what dead naming is? No. It's a new thing where if someone has transitioned from male to female or vice versa, and like they're now known as Sharon and they used to be Steve, yeah. you're not allowed to call them Steve. Ah. Uh. That's dead naming them and it's utterly wrong. But I'm going to dead name the fuck out of Ruth. <laughs> Uriel. Like a, Archangel Uriel. Like a fucking knockoff Archangel Disney. Archangel Prince Uriel. <laughs> <laughs> well, 33 Confederation planets, right? And all 33 are joined, and they're waiting for us. Okay. Try some. That's to be 33, didn't it? Oh, there you go, oh, yeah. The I, I missed that, yeah. Me too. Not only that, Jesus was 33. Oh, oh fuck. Well, and each, each planet... Whose phone was that? It wasn't me. I think it's mine. It's on silent, but it vibrated. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's on the floor. Yeah, so each of these planets has a spacecraft, right? And from the way, oh, Ruthie only baby, one spacecraft though. From each planet. Yeah. Yeah. The way Ruthie Baby explained it is, uh, all those spacecraft are coming here, and they're going to join, a bit like the Constructicons. Yeah. One on mm. top of the other. 
Yes, I've seen the model. There's a right. model inside yeah. the lobby, isn't there? They're all on top. It's going to create some sort of like super city type mm. thing. That's it. Where oh. people are going to go and learn. Yeah, and we're going to go there like an intergalactic university and learn to yeah. not be cunts. Well, everybody. Yeah, because Yoriel, or Ruth, she's been round, as I'll get to, she's been round all these 33 planets, right? And cleaned up a bit. She has, yeah. And I'll give you some examples later on. And cleaned yeah. up with your slack. Well, well, yes. Honestly, she goes into these planets, old Rufy baby. She helped a guy down in the mines, didn't she? Yeah, he? yeah. Um, well, his name was. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. His name was Lum, mate. I got, I got uh, that. Lum. I got that from the fucking video. What's yeah. that bit? Yeah. His name was Lum, and his robot was yeah. a bit sad. Mm. Because Lum was stuck down there. That was it. Uh, Look, was uh, Lum was stuck under the ground, and the robot couldn't find him. But our mate Ruth, or Uriel, mm. as she once located Lum, she let the robot know, and he had a laser built into the middle of his chest. This robot. It's convenient. Uh, and he blasted uh, a hole, and it, and um, and then it sort of transitioned into some weird stuff in the Bible stories video we watched. Because of this robot being a bit of a knob. They, they, they started to make their robots uh, to look human and to only ever speak the truth. And the reason Lum was trapped, he was trapped there on purpose because of some political differences. And they had a dramatisation in one of their movies of these yeah. political differences and it looked like, I've written in my notes, their dramatisation looks like a 1970s regional pro wrestling with, <laughs> with a lower budget. Um, so Ruth shows up to all these planets, psychically, of course, through and, a channeling. And and, yeah, through a channeling. And Ruth, she's sort of like a human, like a human Wi-Fi machine connecting everyone mm. in the galaxy. Everyone, Ben. This is how important she is. Yeah. yeah. Every being in the fucking galaxy all channels through Ruth, and she's the key that links everyone psychically together. So she's, she's that bird at the old telephone exchange plugging wires in. Yeah, psychic wires. Yeah. Psychic wires. Yeah, and um, she hasn't psychically fucked me actually. If it possibly, and I'd like to read you a little something that um, because they mentioned something in the video, just one little thing offhand comment that they mentioned that got me off thinking. So the inhabitants of these thirty-three Federation planets, they're positive, kind, and helpful. They are vastly superior to us unenlightened humans. And each of the planet has nominated each of the planets has nominated a champion to represent their respective worlds. Yeah. These are the best of the best that each planet has to offer, right? Yeah. The most preeminent minds, the most spiritually spiritually unrivaled thinkers, warriors of galactic virtue, leaders of men. These fine and superlative examples of intelligent life. These unparalleled representatives of universal greatness all have one thing in common. What's that? They all just happen to think that Ruth mm. is even better than they are. Wow. Ruth, in fucking downtown Nowheresville, USA, driving a battered station wagon with a giant plastic flying saucer. Oh, you leave to the, the car room. alone, that's amazing. She is the most impressive being in the galaxy. Not Mahatma Gandhi. Not Jesus Christ, Frank Bruno, or JFK, no. Or Chris Akabusi. No, it's fucking Ruth, the batty old granny who dresses like a fucking disco ball which rolled through Dolly Parton's wardrobe and then fell into a vat of mouldy LSD. She, the ultimate uber being leading the galaxy in excellence, the quote, way shower of way showers, as they called her. Not Albert Einstein, not Mother Teresa, not Abraham Lincoln, Aristotle, or Shakespeare, Nikola Tesla or Hulk Hogan. No, it's Ruth fucking Norman. 
The fucking charlatan from California with her pendulous, knackered fanny, creaking hips, dressed like Ric Flair's fucking granny. She <laughs> is the leading light of the entire fucking universe. Come off the fence, Gaz. <laughs> oh, Gaz is off the fence. <laughs> That's amazing. Ric Flair's granny. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's how important she fucking is. I mean, talk about a fucking ego. If you're going to make up a story about yourself, do you know what I mean? Mm. There's fucking like, oh yeah, I had the long junk record at school. Oh no, I am literally the most important being in the entire fucking galaxy. Of all the known realms, of all the dimensions, it all comes through me. I am essentially God. Yeah. This fucking Baco foil bint. <laughs> well, I'm a believer. <laughs> if I'm, I'm going to join them. <laughs> Let us know where that goes for you. And they realise you've got no money. Does not surprise me, man. <laughs> they got science in the name, they must be real. These 33 champions, though, the greatest the galaxy's got, they all think Roof's the best. Even does that include really? Of really, they don't mention really in the story. They don't actually. No, I, um, I was looking for him, but not by name. They do mention the. I think they do mention like the Federation of Council of Light or something. Like oh that. right, but we I'm should mention sure. to me, the reason I talked about roof having a, a flying saucer glued to the roof of a battered station Car wagon is, is awesome. because they literally it's not a station wagon or whatever the fuck it is. It's a shitty old American car with a fucking giant plastic and saucer Uriel on the front. A giant flying saucer glued to the roof yeah. and they drive round in that like it's some sort of proof that they're talking to space aliens. Yeah. If I gl glue a giant cock on the roof of me van, it doesn't make me a porn star. <laughs> it's fucking, it's a shit car van. Oh, I like the car. It's not exactly the Batmobile. It's not. I don't know how much it is. It's fucking, it's their little vehicle. It represents their little cult. Our, our cult's got its own vehicle, like yeah. fucking Ecto-1. Look at it, we just stuck a fucking flying saucer on the roof. Oh, Mike, what do you say about the car? I love it. <laughs> See? It's proper retro, I love it. It is. Do you think the most supreme being in the entire known galaxy would be seen dead driving around in that fucking thing? I don't she ever drive herself. Oh, do, you, oh, do you think she'd have something a little bit more uh, I would classy, actually. like a fucking donkey? <laughs> I would actually. Really? I would expect him to be really modest. Oh, like some movie where God, <laughs> God works on a building site or something. Like, fuck. It's fucking bad. You've seen Indiana Jones and the uh, Last Crusade, yeah. drink from the cup and he picks the wrong one. Yeah, that's a typical Nazi, car Nazi thing, isn't it? You know? It's the carpenter's cup, it's the modest one. Yeah. Don't you that's think... the mark of a true leader. Don't you think she looks I like you, Mike? It's a modest car, even yeah. though she's the... Look at those clothes. Well, she spent, she spent all her car budget on the fucking outfits. Well, that's yeah. what she's driving around in that gas. Don't you think she looks like a bad guy from like series one of Doctor Who from like <laughs> the 1950s, 60s or something? Yeah. <laughs> the oh, films man. do look Doctor Who-ish. <laughs> I've got a video of one of the side. Oh, can we go look at this drink, please? Of course we can. Oh, thank you. And we're back. So, uh, now, in the 1970s, well, Bigger died in 1971. Ruth continued with her sub-channels and now authored books with her two sub-channels, Thomas Miller and Louis Spiegel, who are effectively known as uh, Cosmon and Antares. Mm. Those are their space names. Mm. Space names. Mm. At this point, Ruth so comes into her own, as we alluded to earlier. She's mm. very much the figurehead of all this now. Right. 
So she starts coming out with stuff like, she's claimed over 200 past lives, much of Ura Uranian cosmology revolves around her past lives. Mm -hmm. This is where we get the 33 Planet Confederation. Right. She's and this is where she takes the name Uriel the Archangel in 1973. She's lived all them different lives and just one of them just happened to be the most important being in the galaxy. Because uh, she'd been so good in her previous life. Oh, Archangel like... Uriel. So I could build up to being, you're telling me, I could build up in my lives, eventually, mm -hmm. to be good enough to be rewarded with the position of Arch Archangel Gaz. Yeah, maybe. Uriel Gaz. It sounds like a really bad transformer. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Yuri, Uriel, Yuri. Did you guys say Yuri Geller? Geller. <laughs> Holy shit! No. <laughs> wow. He's too much of a capitalist cunt nowadays, he couldn't do it. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess. But he did say he was gonna, like, be like a super, like a. What's it called? The a opposite super, of a superhero. A supervillain. A supervillain. And uh, like, like throw the election with his psychic powers. It's <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> like supervillain-ish, isn't it? Attention stealing twat. <laughs> yeah, a bit like this fucking Ruth Norman. Mm. In 19, November 1973, Uriel, or Ruth, bought 67 acres of land for the Space Brothers to land on. Oh, wow. So she's committed. Yeah. Committed to, she should be committed to a fucking institution. But every time the source, she's getting on making various prophecies about when these sources are going to throw up, but it would be within her lifetime. That was a thing. Show up. Yeah. You said throw up. Did I? <laughs> throw up, Which show up, funny, rock yeah. up, whatever. Well, they might be feeling a bit sick after all that <laughs> space travel, so they show up and throw up. They eventually got back to 2001. Right. But then apparently 9 11 got in the way. Ah, that's why, didn't, that's why they didn't show up. Well, because they saw what was going on and went Because there is a documentary out there that is uh, conducted by the lead singer of Dead Kennedys that interviewed them. <laughs> okay. Is he a believer? Well, no. Oh, um, that's all right. <laughs> did it for some TV show, I don't know, uh -huh. but it, apparently it was lost for years or something mm. and it came out. It's like an hour, uh, an hour and a half long, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah. I didn't want to do all that one either, to be fair. So you're saying the 33 Confederation planets looked at 9-11 and went, hang on, we all know jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> well, apparently in, in, in the interview, she said that um, apparently it's because there's too much chaos now and we couldn't deal with it. So we After 9-11, yeah, 9-11 stopped them. Well, that's not very fucking helpful of them, is it? In anything, we need them more, don't we? But Archangel Uriel, she showed up and saved all them other fucking planets. Why can't she save this one? Silly cow. She's well, she's fucking, dead now. She's just, exactly, she's well. worse than Vrilly Boy. She's <laughs> fucking less than useless. I know, one broadcast in 1977. Not no. Pete, for instance. <laughs> I don't know, what a twat. And only in Kent. And the daft couldn't left, and you, this is my theory on it. For the listener, um, the broadcast that told us about Vrilly, it only went out to one very small section of the UK. It was a, a broadcast signal which overtook the live signal, and it was a message from Vrillian who's going to save us all. But he only broadcast to one county in the UK. But I reckon the smug fuck flew off on his spaceship with his space joint, <laughs> thinking that he'd broadcast to the entire planet, <laughs> thinking, job done. <laughs> and then all this time, he's been back on his like, spaceship and that, and they keep saying to him, Vrilly. Are you sure you told the Earthlings? <laughs> of course I fucking did. I fucking broke into a signal box. I fucking broadcasted. Relax. Well, they don't seem to have been heeding the warning. No. 
And we got progressively shitted him. Of course, there, in, in the seventies, he was a lot younger then, really. Bit of a stoner. Perhaps he wasn't head of the galactic light then. You know, he was just uh, a, he was just a messenger. Well, he, he fucked it up anyway, he didn't he? And so did this fucking Ruth. She, oh, she instead of going off and saving these thirty-three planets in really boring fucking oh. ways, as I found out from the Bible story video today, well, she should have saved this one. I'm with you. I'm glad she's dead. It's <laughs> old age you took care of that rather than also. Oh, yeah. Bake foil bind. <laughs> For the listeners, she dresses like she's... She, honestly, yeah, you've she got to like, watch the videos. Yes. like a Doctor Who reject. <laughs> uh, but in 76, the, uh, 1976, the past life therapy became part of the group's curriculum and eventually the main activity of the students. And this led to the group's heyday in the 80s when members made films about their past lives and they were shown on public broadcast TV channels all over America. Those films were made in the 80s. They look like they were made in the 60s. Yeah, in the so 80s. Yeah. Um, we have a clip for you now. Yeah. Like I said, they do do some special effects. Yeah, it's not bad. This one's called The Underground Cities of Mars. Wow. Space travelers, I am your space fleet coordinator, Uriel. We speak to you, armchair travelers, as well as others coming along. As this is a reconnaissance flight, only a few passengers have been invited. The space flight to Mars and visit to the underground cities is not fiction, but is a factual, psychic, mental happening, wherein you, the listener, will be taken psychically along with us in this great historical event. We sense that you are interested in some data regarding the craft in which you will be taking your space flight. You can see that it is one of the circular type vessels, similar in appearance to two inverted bowls with tops together. Because it is two inverted bowls. It's literally you made it from. With the three familiar It is very Doctor Who, isn't it? It is. Many openings are series. It is shiny silver or chrome in appearance, a mixture made of crystal and gold, which is indestructible and yet quite light. The craft is completely uncluttered with furnishings. The main object in this section is the viewing lens. Located here in the center, the lens has the appearance of an inverted large crystal bowl, and it is to us most beautiful. Wow. Yep. I think you can go to their website and purchase some films if you want to. So that, <laughs> dear listener, was the voice of Uriel, the most powerful, important, holy being in the entire galaxy, in all the galaxies. Sounding like a flight attendant. Yes. And looking like a fucking Dolly Parton tribute act. <laughs> in, in, mm-hmm. the, in the twilight zone. Fuck they do me. like dressing up, don't they? They do like dressing up. <coughs> some of the costumes are great. Yeah. I assume that's where all their money went. Pretty well, they couldn't get a better car, guys. <laughs> Fuck that. Not that there was anything wrong with that car. It was awesome. Flying saucer on the fucking roof. It's like a pizza delivery box. It was awesome. Oh, we deliver bullshit. We deliver bullshit stories about UFOs. <laughs> Straight to your door. So you see what she has to say about the, the, the landing of the crafts that are meant to become in the alien crafts. Oh, yeah, definitely. Greetings, friends. I am Uriel, 
there will be 33 starships come from various planets and uh, descend to Earth and land on Unarius property that I have purchased 15 years ago for this very purpose. These ships, starships, will land and they have been built to all interconnect. Like this model you see behind me, they have been built so that they all interconnect. And when Constructicons they form Devastator! They will land and it will... Uh, I'm just going to pause it a second. It's making the mercies, his mum. That's what only, she looks like. Only his auntie or something. Yeah. <laughs> she, she said, Mother! These, they, they've been builded in a certain way, <laughs> so they're all in, interconnected. Yeah, and they're going to join like fucking Transformers, man. It's going to be awesome. Oh, man. She, that's... I'll give her a due. Some of the costumes are fucking amazing. I mean... Yeah. Have you destroyed that planet yet, Ring? Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it, Mom. <laughs> you won't get called the merciless if you can't destroy the planet, Ring. Oh, man. I've seen your Facebook page. I know what that's what you call yourself. <laughs> and who's Judith? Fucking <laughs> hell. She's just a girl, just a friend. <laughs> She's liking your posts. <laughs> a permanent structure on uh, the Earth world where people can come from all over the world to study and learn and each ship will be loaded with 1,000 passengers from each world. So that means we'll have 33,000 what you call aliens. To me, they're my beloved advanced brothers and sisters from these other worlds. I am very familiar with all the people who will come I have been working with them for many, many thousands of years. These ships have been built of crystal Builded. and gold and will last eternally. They will not deteriorate nor will age uh, ruin them in any way. Each ship will teach a, a different topic, a different part of uh, evolution, uh, uh, like medics, uh, education, music, arts, all the various things that man needs to learn. It will be a total and complete education. People will come from Europe and all over the world to wow. study and learn this new way of life. As far as Europe. Galactic, no. U Galactic University. So, hang on. And is the music teacher Rufus? <laughs> oh, if he was, I'll be honest. Well, the peak Daniel. pinnacle of universal music. Has she never heard fucking Metallica's Black Album? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> well, 33 planets, man. And not one of those 33 planets could find a being more important or psychically powerful. Think about that for a second. Every single being, yeah. the way they're psychic, it only works by connecting through her. She is literally the Wi-Fi box connecting every being in all the galaxies. She's Professor X in Cerebro. Surely she should be like just like buzzing with power. If you went anywhere near her, it would like, psychically like, throw you to the ground. Like a, <laughs> you know, if you tried to go near the most powerful electrical transformer. Well, I know, because she controls yeah. it, so she can be interactive with uh, her. Wow, she's powerful. I mean, she's probably could give God a run for his money. Because she could just mm -hmm. disconnect everyone. I don't think they go for God, though, do they? It's already the aliens. Remember that 
Ernie th she claimed Ern was an alien. They're both aliens. Mm. But he's he's gone home. He didn't die. He went home. Oh well. Mm. Um, Which seems like some kind of weird grief counselling should be carried out. Quite possibly. Well, Again, like you said earlier, though, the death of a loved one spirals her onto all of this. Ernie's mm. just fucking writing down stuff to channeling things from people on Venus. All of a sudden, they're gonna land and educate everybody. Well, remember he was the guy who. You know, like to tell strangers in factories how their sons died. Yeah. Even though he had no knowledge of... Oh, Jesus, the cat scared me to death. Um, they had, he had no knowledge of how they died. Um, <laughs> but um, I've lost my train of thought. Thank you, cat. But I'm just glad I wasn't being attacked by ninjas. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, I've got another little video of her speaking. Oh, yeah. More of the world's yeah. most powerful being. Uriel yep. speaks to Earth. ...have been, and what we have done in our many lifetimes is the key to overcoming any problem we may encounter in the present. Uriel, Unarius co-founder and originator of the self-help practice known as past life therapy, explains why. Man must begin to realize that every deed, every experience, every thought that he has ever had is electronically impinged in his energy body, his true self. You see, he must realize that he is dual in nature. He has a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. He has a physical and an astral self. The astral self or the subconscious lives in the fourth dimension. And every experience that man undergoes, it is electronically impinged within his electronic body that exists in the fourth or the next dimension. And there it resides or remains until such time that man begins to do something about it. That is, in the way of study this science and learn how to discharge these many, many negations. Man must first realize that he is an infinite being that exists eternally. The average earth person does not realize that he lives forever. There is no such thing as death with the spirit self. The physical body, the atomic body dies, but the, the true being, the true individual, lives forever. And when he uh, leaves his physical body, as you earth people call death, then the, the self, the individual, the subconscious, the energy, or the psychic anatomy moves on into the next dimension, the fourth dimension. And there he lives until he learns uh, what he went there to learn, until he experiences a cycle there in the astral world, astral dimension. Then he, he comes back either to this world or to another world. Now, first of all, man must realize that he has lived countless thousands of times before. Every person that lives on this earth world now has lived thousands of lifetimes before. Many thousands. Well, so there you go. <laughs> Fucking batty old bint. And you raise a valid point. I mean, she's the most powerful psychic being in the galaxy. Yep. And she's just some old woman from California in a Baker Ford dress. Yep. I mean, why isn't she resplendent in gold armour with a flaming halo? 
No, well, I, well, I gave you a uh, reason for that. Humility. Or just, or just someone who's not yeah. fucking useless, should she have the... <laughs> should she look like I a agree superhero? With that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, she should, if she's that powerful, why doesn't she try and fix the problems on Earth? I mean, instead we've got a granny with a fanny that looks like an head jug with his guts hanging out. Do you know what I mean? Especially after all the uh, young male cult members of... Oh, maybe female God, yeah. cult members have worked their way through it. She's been pounded more times than Rocky's fucking hung-up beef. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're spending more time than Rocky, in all fairness. Apparently, more than Rocky's face. <laughs> he does block with his face. It's not a good boxing tactic. <laughs> more pricks than a second-hand dartboard. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's... Oh, it's insanity, isn't it? It's... Do you want to hear some of the... Um, because not only is she the most powerful psychic being, Ben, but the, the reason that the 33 planets are joined together and waiting for Earth is because Ruth's been about and fucking helped them all out. Oh, yeah, you said with the robot and the guy buried. Yeah, I tried to listen to some of their fucking... I forgot what they're called. Unarius? Yeah. Unarius sort of Bible stories, Bible studies. So the idea is that all these planets have passed on the stories of their struggles down psychically and it's all been written down by Earth people um, and she's the channeler for it. So she went to a planet called Callium. Right? Okay. So I told you about the first planet, you know, with a sad robot. Yeah. Yeah, with a chest laser. <laughs> should should be fucking cool, shouldn't it? It already <laughs> sounds like it should be cool. Chest laser, sad yeah, robot. Yeah. It does no, sound like a Doctor Who episode. Fucking boring as fuck. Planet Callium. This is what I got from the things. 12-year-old, six-foot-tall computer genius. Right. <laughs> with long blonde hair. He discovered the isotope, aged five. Okay. I remember this one. Yeah. Ruth spoke to him. I'm seeing a theme develop. The planet was in deep shit. It's made out of crystals. Crystallography is what their science is called. Right. Crystallography. <laughs> Bet that's a planet full of fucking hippies. Yeah. Isn't it? Crystal fucking planet. Do you know what I mean? Little yeah. fucking assholes. Or <laughs> wet, wet, white people <laughs> with dreadlocks. I saw this great meme. It was like this this new age bird had gone down to the new age and bought all these mm. different little rocks that do something and glued them to her steering wheel. Oh wow! Did that? And cause it was, she was like, oh, look, every time I go there, I've got you know good 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 vibes, good whatever they are. Yeah. And so he said. Well, well done, you've just turned your airbag into a claymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> that thing fucking goes off. Yeah. That yeah. airbag goes off. She's just getting shredded by fucking rocks. <laughs> she deserves it, the smelly hippie. <laughs> My notes, it literally just says here, I'm lost. <laughs> I tried following along. <laughs> they send love through the crystals, all these beings, because that's quite important that they're a lot more loving than us. They're more oh, advanced, right, yeah. you know, the ones that she's fixed anyway, you know. And they're, they're sending the love through the crystals. And we didn't mention as well, it's important to note that Tesla, yes, yeah. him, Nikola Tesla. Nikolai. He, Nikolai. You say Nikola, I say Nikola. <laughs> um, he is some sort of a space ghost now. And his towers, they were his gift to Earth so that we can get in and the 33 planets can now be joined using basically Tesla towers and that sort of vibrational tech. Yeah. Uh, it's all very sciencey then. So they're sending the love through the crystals and the tower. Okay. Um, Ruth gets them all together. Uh, and basically there's a bit of teaching there that said if we extend our minds mentally, not physically, that'll kill you. 
right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. If we mentally extend our minds towards the crystal, Ben, okay, we can access psychically this galactic knowledge. So that's the challenge to you two now over the next week to just think about this knowledge and it'll come to you somehow. Apparently. You, you know this isn't going to happen, guys. Um, she goes to an... Oh, there's infinite inner worlds. That's quite important. Like, sort of a bit like the... Where does Ant-Man go? The quantum realm. It's a bit yeah. like that. Okay. Inner worlds with giant temples full of tens of thousands of people. And the knowledge comes from the inner worlds to the outer world. But it's a bit anyway, far out of week because we didn't seem to get there very fast. Well, we're not in the, in the inner world, but there's a planet called Planet Doomer. I think it's planet Doom then. And you'll like this planet though, actually, because this is a fast-paced, selfish planet obsessed with thrill-seeking. Mm. What's with me? Well, of all the planets, this one sounds the fucking best, trust me. <laughs> yeah. um, and there's like these motorways everywhere and everyone drives these tiny little bullet-like cars that are just uber-fast. That's and, sweet. And they love them because they're thrill-seekers. And their leaders are scientists. Ruth visits again. Oh. Uh, the leaders are scared to talk to other planets. They didn't realise you could... Um, psychic things existed. They were only into the physical... And they're yeah. obsessed with sort of... Um, Cocaine hookers. Yeah, and they're sort of obsessed with turning themselves into robots, building robot bodies, becoming mechanical, being, you know, just better, seeking their thrills. And Ruth educates them on the, the psychic love and the crystals and the... You yeah, know. right. She's <coughs> turned the only fun planet in the galaxy into mm. a fucking bozo. Well, uh, it's, it's said that lots of planets lost their sort of identity to technology. Oh, I don't like it. And, um, and then this, I've literally written in my notes and highlighted it there. Fuck me, because if it didn't get self-aggrandizing, aggrand, you know what I mean. If it didn't get as self-masturbatory enough, it then said that the poetry of Ruth's dead husband. Right. She used this poetry to soothe warring fucking factions. Wow. His poetry <laughs> stopped wars. Space Wars? Is there no end to the talents of this couple in downtown California? Ruth sued their mechanical society with poetry, and I, and I think everyone... Surely lived. the machines would not take well to simple emotional poetry. Well, it somehow she saved the day with her powers. We move on to the garden planet. This is where them kids were having a riot. That's it. Garden planet sounds nice, mm. but people there were smashing statues, young people, and calling for a revolution. Uh, and they did drugs, man. Oh, no. And then it went into a bit of lesson, like it went into the real world, the video, and it said, instead of being spiritual, we take Valium, strangely enough. And it went on a little tangent about why Valium's yeah. bad. Um, we need to find our inner higher frequencies. Every t Oh, yeah, and every time Ruth contacts one of these planets... Right. Because she's always doing us favours. Every time she contacts ones, it raises Earth's karmic frequency. Oh, so that's just public service announcements mm. kind of thing. On this planet there were kids, and the kids are basically so sick of the way things were boring and sort of the way things were, they were like killing themselves in protest and weird things and trying to cause a revolution. Smash up the place or Smashing the place up, taking drugs, till Roofy Baby comes along, all the way from California. Hi guys, <laughs> I'm here to save your planet. Um, <laughs> next planet, this gets interesting. <laughs> well, it should be, but fuck me. The way this video was put together. Anyway, they weren't great at telling these stories, no. were they? Planet Polaris. Ooh. Ooh. Lots of mutants live here. Because yeah. they've been fucking around on this planet with jeans pricing. Uh, and it's uh, weird. Uh, you, you might see a pattern soon. 
each planet represents a different problem that we have here yeah. on Earth, and there's a bit of a moral in there and a story. Uh, we have a nuclear right. war planet soon. Well, yeah. Well, there is a war planet. Right, mutants, right, they've been doing gene splicing and fucking around, and I couldn't believe this. This is when I sat up and went, oh? They were mixing it with lizards, and I started oh, to listen, uh, and I thought, where's this fucking going? But then it went in another direction. They created, because this is what happens when you fuck around with genes, and I had to double check this, not 50 foot, they created a 500 foot tall did. dinosaur. Yeah. That then went on the fucking rampage. And they just drew it a Brachiosaurus, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, it looked like a Brachiosaurus. And, uh, Why would you create a 500-foot dinosaur? I don't think they were trying to. They they, 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 they were fucking around with genes. And this yeah, look at Jurassic Park. Yeah. Life finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be 500-fucking-foot tall. girl. 500-foot <laughs> tall, and Ruth had to fucking wrestle it with her mind, obviously. Oh. She didn't actually... Uh, you know. I was hoping she was actually manifest herself out mm. and fight the giant thing, but okay. Well, Ruth turned up, and guess what? Sorted them out, didn't she? Good old Ruth. There's one planet, I didn't get the name of it, but it's uh, suffering from the after effects of a biological war. Yeah. And there's a widespread disease. But Ruth showed up and saved the fucking day like Flash Gordon. Yeah, did you make it do that fucking hour and ten minutes of that? Uh, uh, I kept going. And give us one more. Give us, a, give us the best one. What you got? We're, we're pretty close to the end now. I've written okay. here. I've written here. These stories and the way they are told by the narrator are so slow and boring that they make a cricket match look like a fucking speedball two brutal deluxe game. <laughs> Fuck me. This is, should be exciting yeah. shit, man. We've had cyborgs, robots, Crystal planets. 500 foot dinosaurs. 500 foot dinosaurs. Fucking. Godzilla's harder dad showing up. Um, well, they are 70s educational videos. Uh, you know. I thought there were videos there was of their past lives and they were. Oh no, this is Ruth, isn't it? Sorry, yeah. This isn't. This is like. Uh, it, it, like Gaz says, it's like a Bible story, isn't it? Well, I'm pretty close to the end now. I've basically written it. I'm losing. You can see I'm losing faith with. I'm getting bored of taking notes now. I've written shit fairy tales. <laughs> On another planet, some other bollocks happens again. Young people killing themselves as an act of revolution. Something about frequencies and retarded people. Brackets, <laughs> seriously. They use the word retarded. Um, it was the 80s. Yeah, so Ruth... Well, I didn't get this far. I missed the last 10 minutes. Ruth so. is the conduit for the universe. All psychic activity flows through her, like she's a human Wi-Fi router. Um, towers and a special staff. So Tesla towers, and there was this special staff that turned up in a lot of the stories. It was quite important. Possibly. And then what I found incredibly fucking rich is at the end, the video basically slags off openly all of the sort of new age churches and spiritual all it basically says all that's bullshit, they're all charlatans, beware of you know people making tall tales and big claims. <laughs> right? We are the only truth. We're the only ones that no aren't big, charlatans. No big tall tales here. No, five hundred foot dinosaurs, but it's not bollocks. And I read the last note I put was the movies they made so fucking bad, or that movie in general, that documentary, so fucking bad. It made cyborgs, robots, spaceships, wars, explosions, all seem boring and tiresome, utter, utter drivel. So yeah. Mm. So it's a zero star from you? Yes, she saved, what I got from it was, all I really got from it was she, she, she saved all these planets and linked them together in love and harmony and they're sending love through Tesla towers and that's linking them all together and we're supposed to join up with them, Ben, but obviously as it transpires, 
because they haven't turned up here yet. We fucked it up too much, haven't we? And yeah. she went and died before they got here. Yeah, she died in She's 1993. Her death destroyed the prophecy of the landing would occur in her lifetime, which mm. split the group. Now, I think what destroyed it was the fact that it was a complete and total fabrication from the start. <laughs> Silly. Yeah. Silly woman. Yeah, it did split the group, though, because there they have a council, they don't have a leader. Um, they also take equal leadership responsibilities. Some are stuck with Uriel mm. and Ruth and her um, fantastical journeys through the cosmos, solving other planets' problems, but not our own. Yeah. And some ones go back to Big Earn's teachings, so they just uh. be nicer to one another and they scrap the aliens. So is she still Uriel? She's just in a different physical body somewhere else in the galaxy. In now. theory, yeah. we're still waiting for Uriel so to be she could still save us. Reborn then. on Earth. Well, fucking Erin Vrilly, like I said earlier. They're the worst tag team since the Bushwhackers, man. Yeah. <laughs> fucking useless. <laughs> yeah, they were. Oh, uh, you now. Uh, do you know, on an unrelated matter, mm. I got Mike to watch Batman vs Superman on Friday and he enjoyed it. Mike liked a superhero I movie. Liked, is it because of how dark and miserable yeah, it is? Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. it's utterly gloomy. I said, yeah, it would have been better if the if the nightmare scene was longer. <laughs> Yeah, really like the I did like the bit in the desert though. Actually, that nightmare scene where he fights the where he's in desert Batman gear. Yeah, yeah, that's it, wasn't it? Yeah, and then he gets betrayed. For the yeah, there's, like, there's, like two, there's like two, there's um, like two, two armors, isn't the Superman's army, and then there's Batman's mm. own grill armor. Yeah, yeah, they're like fighting a war. Well, now that I want to see more of. I like that bit. I didn't like it. I've got to be honest. There were bits of it I enjoyed, but as a whole, I left the cinema feeling like I'd been punched physically I was drained I was mi how much misery <laughs> even the score the score is literally like this I wonder what it seems it's just it's just it's ding, so ding, ding, miserable ding, 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 that's what I loved it Wonder Woman's not ending yeah her theme right. is Ace I like her theme it's going back to sort of, yeah. it's going back to harking back to the sort of uh, 80s Batman late 80s it's Batman it's so relentlessly fucking miserable I quite enjoyed it <laughs> And, like, within the first ten minutes, I was like, oh, fuck this. Because like, Batman's just like, oh, all of a sudden he's just like, fuck it, I like guns now. And he kills though. people, like, left, right and centre. He doesn't kill, he's never killed, he's not a murderer. He's an entirely skilled ninja. He detective. does kill people, though, I mean... Nine just... of the books, man, he never, ever well, no, the films kills. does, though, he just kill people, I mean, it's like... In the first one, yeah, in the first Tim Burton one. But that's what I mean, they've never... They're just bastardising the character. It's a pretty cool characteristic that he, he does maim people and cripple people and disable people, <laughs> but he never kills them. Mm. It's his which, which would sort of save him a lot of hassle in future encounters. Like he just killed the never Joker. Never his guns. Could he kill the Joker's side? So allegedly, stabbed the Joker's neck in the killing chamber. Yeah, but they do so. If he'd have just like killed the villains in the first bit, mm. the first time he encountered them, he wouldn't have to be dealing with all that shit. Well, yeah, he's making a rod of his own back, really. Could he be using rubber bullets? Nah, you see him just blowing <laughs> no. motherfuckers up, mate. Yeah. He uses a flamethrower on something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the Batmobile's got some pretty sweet Gatling guns on yeah. it, too. It's <laughs> blasting holes well, for the car. I liked it anyway, I thought it was alright. Yeah, I don't hate it, but it's just. I actually quite enjoy it. I think it's a decent. It's a bit long. I think it's alright. It's Zack Snyder. It's. just The thing is, Zack Snyder's a bit too much of a fan to make a movie that people that aren't massive fans. There's a lot of stuff in that movie that if you've read it, if you've read the stuff, you know what it's referring to. I'm not a major fan, but I mean, I watched it. I think it's fairly. 
Yeah. Anyway. Now, Marvel made their stuff like really simple. Here's Captain America. This is Captain America's start. Mm. I don't know. If then you... they brought in gradually all incorporated into I that think one. if you watched Infinity War and you haven't seen any of the other films you would be completely lost mm. you need to have seen them yeah but that's like 10 years down the line not DC's mm. first second so it's Man of Steel yeah. then Batman Superman yeah it's a, you need it simpler mm, it's a bit shit so I enjoyed it <laughs> anyway Back to these fucking yeah. nubbeds. Should we end on a video of talking yeah. about their future? Have you got any more stuff? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, no. Only in 2001, um, there's still been no landing, obviously. Those 33 ships haven't all joined into one Uber ship. The group's still active. There's no leader with a council, as I said earlier. they split, in a way. The principles of Big Earn and Ruth are kind of split between uh, the group it's so it all turned out to be bollocks i think she definitely had some kind of grief reaction to her toward her mm. and dying and come up with all this stuff tricks flip something in her brain but i guarantee you she was banging all the dudes yeah. and ladies maybe who knows she loved the attention this is a slight tangent but i feel it's important before i forget but you know i said the spaceships joined together like constructor cons yeah do you think it was always a bit disappointing in the transformers that the constructor cons made a big robot the aerial bots made a big robot. Yeah. The Dinobots made anything. No, that's what I'm literally about to say. The fact that the Dinobots didn't join to make a big <laughs> giant, that would have been the best. Uh, ah, but the thing is, the Dinobots was, mm. if I remember rightly. But they won't cooperate. They won't. If they learn to work as a team, they can take down anyone. They're, they're mm. the most powerful Transformers. Yeah. But they don't work as a team so well, mm, and so Grimlock's, therefore they're kind of limited a little bit. Grimlock's mm. anger gets. I'm in sure his I've seen the Transformers, the Dinobots unite though mm. at some point. Nah, I don't, they might have done it in the comics, but it never happened in the cartoon. But and last tangent, I promise, but Transformers related, it's good news because Bumblebee was a success. They've actually said now, confirmed. Yeah, that was a reboot. We're starting again. All right. So the Michael Bay ones are like me now. I'd like, I'd uh, like an Optimus Prime. That's, ah, story. you just read my mind. So they, the article literally said, we played it safe. Like, the first one should be Bumblebee because, you know, he's a playful character. Next one, we're going to focus on uh, Optimus. So War movie. Like, it's going to be an Optimus Prime movie, yeah. Cybertronium. Oh. Did you ever... Oh, man, we're going to be a bit of a tangent here. Ah, Forgive right. us, viewers, the listeners. Do you, you ever watch the old Generation 1 cartoon? Mm-hmm. Where, all of them. Yeah. Where basically it was Prime's origin story. Yeah, Orion Pax. Orion Pax. Yeah, yeah. And he was like taken off by that mad scientist after yeah. Megatron had shown up and, kicked and shot him. But he lost and his missus. Converted him mm-hmm. into Optimus Prime. It was like the first Autobot. Well, the first mm-hmm. Autobot was the first Autobot Warrior. Put, put the Matrix in him. Yeah. Good stuff. And he just went on a rampage. The docks blasting the fuck out of Decepticons. Yeah. It was awesome. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I have no idea what you're about. But... <laughs> what the fuck did you do in your childhood, man? <laughs> Science. I was more Thundercats and He-Man. Uh, I like those things too. Yeah. But I was Transformers wasn't one of my favourites, to be fair. I loved it, still do. Visionaries was good. Oh, <laughs> <are> Visionaries. <laughs> Not the same sort of... Uh... Brave Star. Jason the Wheeled Warriors. No, Jason Wheeled was too early for me. Uh, I don't remember that. Brave oh, Star was great. Ducktails. Mm. Ducktails. Ducktails, yeah. Well, Camducular. Uh, yeah. Trapdoor. The raccoons. The raccoons. Still sneer. Mm. <coughs> Run oh, with yeah. us. We got <laughs> everything you need. And I really used to like the mysterious cities of gold. <laughs> that was a bit weird for me, actually. No, the giant flying golden yeah, bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, for me. Oh, man. Mendoza. 
Yeah, well, we're tangent heavy right. this week, this sorry. one, so yeah, let's anyway, get back let's to the finish on you, real, then. We'll wrap yeah. it up. We'll right. hear from this man. Baker she's gonna, she's gonna, at least she's got a rainbow thing behind her. She's LGBT friendly. Working <laughs> <laughs> at this plan and mission for, for almost a million years because it's a vast plan and it takes a lot of preparation, especially uh, the preparing of the people. Because all of these people on the other 32 worlds are advanced. They are uh, not uh, conscious-minded people. They can contact anything or anybody. And so this has taken a long time to educate them. It's like it is taking time for the Earth people here to understand that life is continuous, that there is no death, that man lives forever and ever. It's only his overcoat, the physical body, that he sheds. So isn't that worth working for? Indeed so. That's the most powerful <laughs> being in the galaxy, mm. boys. Wearing a rainbow baker foil dress. In the California desert. She must be fucking roasted. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, you know what, though? 20 years younger, I would. Not me 20 years younger, <laughs> her 20 years younger. I'd join a cult. <laughs> Sorry, that was gross. Cut that bit. Um, yeah, well, so we're we wrapping up. Yeah, um, Yeah. all right. Should I start? It's, yeah, go for it. Go Bollocks. On. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'd like I mean, to show you... It's a nice you. message, isn't it? It's a nice message. I knew I was going to read my bit that I read out earlier. If you could see the large print uh. at the bottom. <laughs> the large print at the bottom of Gaz's little rant says... Bollocks. That is my summation. <laughs> in block capitals. <laughs> in massive letters. Yeah. You read my mind, Ben. <laughs> I go for bollocks with a nice message. Yeah. It would be cool if all that stuff was true and people yeah. are channeling it, sending it through. Like, yeah, look, we had this robot found the bloke down the cave and these other kids on this other planet were stabbing themselves. In yeah, but well, then Heaven's Gate. I don't have to go to the desert, cut my cock off. As well. <laughs> no, you don't go to Mexico for illicit castration <laughs> surgery. Yeah. That's the boat. Well, on the downside, you are banging a 70-year-old woman. Well, well, she's dead now. Well, in, well, Ern died in <laughs> 71. She was about 70 herself. She was born in, like, 1900, believe it or not. Uh, um, so, yeah, it's a uh, nice message. Be nice, yeah. be excellent to one another and all that. But it's just a tease, isn't it? It's like, oh, yeah. I could have saved the planet and took us up to meet with yeah. the other 33. So why are you but saving their the planets and not ours? Yeah, you went round, literally went round 31 of the 32 other planets, saved them all. Ah, but it's taken a million years to do that. Oh, and she well, didn't have time to... Wouldn't you start with the one you lived on? Or something? Know, eh? Wouldn't you start with the one you lived on? Well, she didn't. Oh. She's come from a different worlds. Well, we need she? another fucking Uriel then, don't we? She, it's she's taking longer on this planet, obviously. <laughs> she's related to Really Boy, definitely. Yeah, I think... Fucking cowboy heroes, yeah. that's what they are. But not like in the good way. I mean, like a cowboy builder. Oh, you know not, like, not a brave star. Yeah, no, no, yeah, not like brave star or like Wyatt Earp or something. <laughs> no, I mean like the blokes that like say they do a good job, do a shit job, and fuck off halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Leaving you with a fully bathroom and yeah. five quid down your pocket. Yeah. And a phone number that doesn't work. Ooh. That's what she's done to us. It's yeah. a total, total cock tease. The planet's <laughs> fucked. We'll never join up. That big spaceship tower of Constructicons, Unite, is never coming to Earth. Oh. The intergalactic university that was going to be built here. Not happening, because yeah. she shirked on her fucking responsibilities. Well, apparently it was the 9-11, the evil powers. 
They stay us in, they stay in a different direction. They need us more, we need them more now than ever when they show up. So it's all the Saudi Arabians' fault? Yep. Or the uh, Circle of Illuminati? Yeah. Or the Reptilians? Or who did we invade as revenge for 9 11? Uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. Even though it was Saudi Arabia who did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's their faults then, isn't it? Yep. So we're blaming the Saudis <laughs> for the 33 ships that rocket up. Uh, yeah. Imagine, I could have got into that fucking uni, that intergalactic <laughs> uni. What are you laughing at? No, I'm not laughing at you. I think we'd have all had our yeah. turn in it. You'd be uh, boning aliens. Hey, alien chicks, you know what I mean? Smoking fucking alien weed in the yeah. courtyard. Yeah, I think that's a patch though, guys. <laughs> no, I'll drop out like I did at Earth Uni, yeah. but I'll have the time of my life before I do. <laughs> It'd be great. The teachers would be shit though, they're like, yeah, that's what you do, just get stoned and get a photo off the screen, check. Are you paying attention to the class? Nah, it's all the love, man. Nope. <laughs> or I go to the music level, she said there'd be a music level, didn't she? I could go in there and be like, this is about my mate who cut his cock off and sent it like, through the wormhole into another dimension. <laughs> well, I'm such a man, I don't need a <laughs> And I'll change world, Change music. Man. Like fucking Wild Stallions, mm. do you know what I mean? Ah, uh, yeah. Incidentally, another tiny tangent. I'm actually looking forward to the Bill and Ted sequel that they're doing. Me too, actually. Because yeah. I like the story. The story is, because remember, they were supposed to write a song that brings the whole galaxy together. Mm. The story is, they are the ages they are now, with like kids and stuff and lives, and they still haven't written the fucking song. And they have a kind of midlife panic crisis, like, fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's prophesied that we write this fucking song that brings the universe mm. together, so let's... Come on. I like it. Yeah, I'm in. We'll never hear the song then. Yeah, do you reckon they'll tease and they'll never actually play it? No, it'll just be like, it'll be like a tribute. Yeah. Tenacious D. Yeah. This is not the song. This or it'll be like, because weren't they technically the supposed to play that song at the end of Bill and Ted 2? I can't remember. But they said they played Kiss because gave rock and roll to you. Oh, was yeah. it just them playing that song? Oh, I love the end. So do I. When I, I was young, them. I didn't even know who Kiss was and I just let the credits play on the VHS because I was like, I fucking love this song. I think I knew who Kiss was, but I didn't know that was Kiss. No, you know it wasn't I mean. Kiss, it was Argent, wasn't it? The original. Was it a cover? I think it's a band called Argent. They must be Argent. covering Kiss then. Maybe. Well, Kiss covered it. It is a Kiss song, isn't I'm it? I'm sure it's a Kiss song. God gave rock and roll kiss. to it's you. Not kiss. It is? It's not, is it? I'm certain it is. All right, Google it. Or Gene Simmons, Someone. yeah. Some, it's got to be Kiss. I'm sure I've seen it as Kiss. Yeah, well... I don't know if it's a band called Argent on the end of Bill and Ted 2. No, Kiss. I, about I can't see Kiss covering a song. They're too, their egos are too big. Maybe it was Kiss then, I don't know. Can we just pause well, it? Yeah, I'm confused because it is by both. So oh. it must have been... I'll have a look at the date. It must have been Kiss originally. When did Kiss do it? 1991. Oh, no, recorded 1971. Oh, uh, which version do they use in the film? Ah, uh, that's true, yeah. Anyway, good mm -hmm. song. Yeah, well, either way, I liked it. Me too. So yeah, it turns out that it's an um, was it Argent song, but Kiss covered it and changed the lyrics. Yeah, there you go. So, riddle solved. Riddle solved. So all right, we're all in agreement. This is um, bullshit with a nice message. Yep. Yeah, and at least it had robots in. And films. Yeah. The films are okay. Yeah. So mm. that was fun. Fuck you, Roof. You're not the supreme being. <laughs> you got to think about Roof. I'm sure. It I think I think you doth protest too much. I think you've been banging her in the nineties. It's the it's the arrogance to fucking make up a story about yourself where you're not only like the pretty you know 
It's one thing making up a story like, oh yeah, you know, I fought five blokes in an alleyway. And, you know, oh, I'm, this, I'm the supreme being of the universe, actually. You know, every being has communicates through me. I'm that powerful. I mean, it's such an arrogant fucking lie to make up, and it just makes me want to fucking kick a colostomy bag off. <laughs> well, it said she had a bit of a deprived childhood. Yeah, she Maybe did. she was emotionally neglected and made up fantasies and believed them and then told mm. them to the people and they believed them and... All these people are damaged. Oh, well. It provides entertainment. So, so for us all yet. Yay. And great dodgy 70s sci-fi films. Exactly. So hope you yet, guys. One day you'll get that called. Hey. Right. Should we do some news? Yep. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Oh, man, I've seen this, yeah. Um, Anatoly Moskvin's parents thought he collected vintage dolls. They were really young, mummified girls. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's brutal. It's oh. pretty grim dark, this article. I was, gonna say, I was actually going to send this over myself. I've never um, heard of this guy. We saw these dolls, we don't suspect there were dead bodies inside. We thought it was his hobby to make such big dolls and did not see anything wrong with Imagine it. Imagine that going to clean his room every day and there's these big giant dolls and yeah. dead, dead people mummified. Yeah. I suppose the chemicals and the mummification they cover the smell of... It's a bit fucking hallo-electory, this guy. Uh, he loved history, spoke 13 languages, travelled extensively. 13? Yeah, taught at the college level and was a journalist in Novgorod, uh, Russia's fifth largest city. Moscow was also a self-proclaimed expert on cemeteries and dubbed himself a ne- necropologist. Close enough. Necropolist. Necropolist. Sem- one cemetery. Colleague, one colleague called his work priceless. Cemetery expert, a.k.a. weirdo. Grave robber. Who the, do you know what I mean? Who the fuck goes, I'm a cemetery expert? Well, he is a cemetery expert because he took his expertise to unhealthy new levels mm. and in 2011, the historian was arrested after the bodies of 29 girls between the ages of 3 and 25 were found mummified in his apartment. Fucking hell. Uh, Antony Moskovin was known as the ultimate expert on cemeteries in his city of uh, Novgorod, Russia. He attributes his, his obsession with the macabre to a 1979 incident when the historian was 13. Moskvin shared this story in Necrologies, a weekly publication dedicated to cemeteries and obituaries to which he was an avid contributor. That's a bit creepy, isn't it? Mm. In fact, there's a magazine about it. Magazines for everything, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. In his last article for the publication, dated October 26th, 2011, Moskvin divulged how a group of men in black suits stopped him on the way home from school. They were en route to the funeral of an 11-year-old Natasha Pertova and dragged young Anatoly along to a coffin where they forced him to kiss the girl's corpse. Okay. Uh, he wrote, I kissed her once, then again, then again. The girl's grieving mother then put a wedding ring on Anatoly's finger and a wedding ring on her dead daughter's finger. Well, that's enough to traumatise you. Just a touch. Age 11? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My strange marriage with Natasha Petrova was useful, Moskovin said in the article. Strange indeed, he said it led to a belief in magic and ultimately a fascination with the dead. Whether the story is even true is beside the point by now, as his disturbing thoughts will go unchecked for more than 30 years. Wow. Yeah, he has been, there's been a thing about him getting freed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, um, they're saying he's cured now, but a lot of people don't want him out. 
Um, so in 2009, locals began to discover the graves of their loved ones, desecrated and sometimes completely dug up. Russian Interior Minister uh, General Valery Grabalkin told CNN that initially, our leading theory that it was done by some extremist organisations, we decided to beef up our police units and set up groups composed of our most experienced detectives who specialise in extremist crimes. That's a pretty fucking sweet group to be part of, though, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. For nearly two years, the Interior Ministry's leads went nowhere. Graves continued to be desecrated and no one knew why. Then, a break in the investigation came following a terrorist attack at, uh... Oh, some Domen... Hang on. Domo de Dovo. Domo de Dovo. Close enough for me. Airport in Moscow in 2011. Domo de Dovo? Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. Sorry. Shortly afterwards, authorities heard reports of Muslim graves being desecrated in Novgorod. Investigators were led to a cemetery where someone was painting over the pictures of dead Muslims but not damaging anything else. This was where Moscovin was really caught. Eight Fine. police officers went to his apartment after the apprehension of the graves of the Muslims to gather evidence. What they found there shocked them all and shook the world. The 45-year-old lived with his parents in a small apartment. He was reportedly lonely and something of a pack rat. Instead, authorities found life-sized like doll-like figures throughout the apartment. The figures resembled antique dolls. They wore fine and varied clothing, some wore knee-high boots, others had makeup on over faces. Moscovin had covered in fabric. He also had hidden their hands in fabric, except these were not dolls, they were the mummified corpses of human girls. Oh, Lord. <laughs> wow, this can be an episode at some point. Yeah. Oh, does it have to be? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly a Christmas one. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Christmas tradition, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Oh, well. Now, you just imagine he's got, like, a brother or something with mm. young kids, and the yeah. kids come round to the apartment and play with those dolls and their other kids. Mm. Or he oh. gives one of them as a Christmas present to the children. Oh, come on, now. I don't think about it. I'm just curious, how mummified... Did he, like, do the actual mummification process with the chemicals? They'd, 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 they'd have been um, embalmed anyway, wouldn't mm. they? Because of the... Oh, because they've come so, out of the graves. Look at the graves, so... Something about smells, rotting... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. He'd have needed a bit of taxidermy then, wouldn't he? Mm. Yeah. OK, uh, so... Should we read a bit more? Yeah, let's scroll down a bit. When police moved one of the bodies, it played music as if on cue. Fucking Inside hell. the chests of many of the dolls, Moscovin had embedded music boxes. Oh, my God. Oh, gets even creepier. No, oh, also, me. photographs and plaques taken off the gravestones, doll-making manuals and maps of local cemeteries strewn about the apartment. Police even discovered that the clothes worn by the mummified corpses were the clothes in which they'd been buried. Oh, man. Make a great film, though, wouldn't it? Mm. It's everything, it's lots of horror movie elements. Yeah. Imagine, like, when he moves the corpse in it, like, imagine that. The corpse rolls over and the music starts, yeah. horror it. And then, where's it coming from? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's embedded in her chest. And then they all start going off. And everyone's <laughs> like, it's horror movie stuff. Yep. Not yeah. sure. Fuck me. Not now. So, um, Moskvin admitted <laughs> that he would stuff <laughs> the decayed corpses with rags... They would wrap nylon tights around their faces or fashion doll faces onto them. He would also insert buttons or toy eyes into the girls' eye sockets so they could watch cartoons with him. Fuck. This is really... 
creepy now, isn't it? Really harsh in my buzz, man. Dead dead little little girl. He mostly TV loved with dead little girls, girls. <laughs> he mostly loved his girls. There were a few storms in his garage, which he claimed to have grown to dislike. So he just tossed them in the garage. Oh, man. I don't yeah. like your attitude. <laughs> he said he had dug up graves of girls because he was lonely. He was single, and his biggest dream was to have children. Have they got Tinder in Russia? <laughs> Probably not. Oh. You know, Tinderski, Kasvindersky or something. Yeah, you know, come on. Oh, he tried to adopt as well. No, he didn't make enough money. This is like a movie, isn't it? <laughs> the state rejected him for adoption, yeah. so he couldn't be a real father. Uh, he couldn't yeah. uh, father an actual child, raise a child. So instead, he was driven to the graveyards. I mean, this—he's got a screw loose. You can't blame it all on uh, that one story of him being. I saw a dead body in a coffin. I got married to. When I was about 11, I didn't get married to it. And it was, I will not lie, fairly like, oh, fuck. It's an image that'll stay with me. But I mean, yeah, all right, I wasn't forced to kiss the corpse either. So, but you, can you blame just that one incident to then cause, cause he's not a murderer, is he? But he is, this is, I'm trying to armchair psychoanalyse. This is psychotic behaviour. Well, the picture one of them is actually a pretty doll either. Jesus, but th is this psychotic behaviour because he's having a lack yeah. of remorse for the victims? For like the... Um, but he's not a murderer, no, is he? Not, he's, he's not a murderer. Or a sex offender. He's a corpse desecrator. Yes. Yeah. It's uh. apparently a rancid smell emanated from his apartment. Oh, open the door. God. Well, there you go. Didn't the parents fucking notice? They're probably so elderly their noses. Neighbour choked it up to the stink of something that rots in the basements of all local buildings. His, his parents <laughs> said they wonderful. had no idea. <laughs> his parents said they had no idea. They saw he liked dolls. Well, you're not. He liked the doll. <laughs> he confessed to forty-four counts of abusing graves and dead bodies. He said to the victims' parents. You abandoned your girls, I brought them home and warmed them up. Oh, no. Diagnosed with schizophrenia, sentenced to time in a psychiatric ward. Though in September 2018, he was faced with the opportunity to continue psychiatric treatment in his home. The victim's family think otherwise. Uh, Natalia Charimova, the mother of Moskowin's first victim, believes Moskowin should stay locked up for the rest of his life. Oh, hang on, let's look at the before and after. Oh, oh that's creepy. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, that's unsettling. Yeah. That, that's really harsh, my buzz. Is there a funny one this week? Or a... I don't know, should we move on? Yeah. Please. Well, I love that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wasn't <laughs> it grimdark? Um, a bit. That's kind of, I think that's the worst story we've covered in a way, or one <laughs> of. It's up there. What happened? It's in the news. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. Fair play. It's weird news. It certainly is. Certainly. <laughs> Don't call me Shirley. Uh, what's next? <clears throat> Germs are not a real thing. Fox News host says he hasn't washed his hands in 10 years. Pete Hegsworth denies existence of germs, saying, I can't see them, therefore they're not real. Oh. <laughs> but but how does Wi-Fi work then, you fucking idiot? But I bet he believes in God as well. How does your mobile phone work? You can't see that, but you... But he hasn't washed... Who? He's a journalist. How many people he shook hands with? Yeah. Yeah. He thinks that. But the thing is, like, news. <laughs> the headline is germs aren't real. They are, mate. <laughs> see them under a microscope, mate. They, they, they just are, they are, mate. It doesn't matter. I, I, I can't see them. Yep, they, they're, they're, <laughs> That's it. That, that's not real. Doesn't matter, mate. They're real. Not real. No, no, no. They, they really are. It's I real. can't see them real. You should I've watched them in 10 years. All right. 
Let's oh, man, imagine the stem hands. Let's well, clean yeah, up. Yeah, that's what she's hands up. Presumably he still bathes and showers. Well, yeah. No, he puts gloves on. He's got my gloves on. To protect it. And so he can't directly touch his penis. <laughs> he likes that sort of thing. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a hand job from a, a lady and a pair of marigolds. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got the wank machine we've ever made for you, man. <laughs> you don't need it now, though. No, I don't. Well, look. Does he justify it? What does he say? Well, Donald Trump's favourite TV show, Fox oh. and Friends, has a reputation for giving airtime to conspiracy theories that benefit the White House <laughs> agenda. But host Pete Hegsworth may never manage to upset the famously germophobic president by revealing that he has not washed his hands in a decade. The admission came as Hegsworth discussed eating day-old pizza that had not been refrigerated. He did not I see an that. issue with eating the pizza, he said. He didn't think he'd wash his hands in ten years. I do wash my hands. Germs are not a real thing. I can't see them, therefore they're not real. Yep, said that on Twitter. I've eaten pizza that hasn't been... I just nuked it the next day. I microwaved it. I've eaten it cold. Uh, just, you know, there at the bucks the next day. No refrigeration. You know. Oh, mate, I want a pizza now. I'm all right. Mm. Oh, man, I want a fucking Domino's. I think germs are real, though. Because mm. I've had viruses. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I no, not venereal diseases. <laughs> <laughs> what about no giggle? I mean, like the, com the common cold. <laughs> the common cold. <laughs> no hepatitis from sharing needles either. You got lucky then, did you? No, I never skin popped. <laughs> I never skin popped. Right. Yeah, but germs are real, aren't they? The cold's a germ, isn't it? Yeah. The virus, yeah, germ. Yeah. So it's real, so he's never had a cold. What does he think? That is fucking <laughs> magic. <laughs> well, ironically, he served in the National Guard in Iraq and was unsupported to be Trump's favoured pick to lead the Department of Veterans Affairs. That role would have made him responsible for the health and well-being of 20 million Americans. Oh, so he's like, no, you don't need all the antiseptic in hospitals. Germs yeah. aren't real. That's but a this waste guy's of money. got gangrene now, he's fine. Don't wash your hands, doctors. Yeah. It's a waste of money. Don't wear the gloves either. Don't wear the gloves. Germs aren't real. Spit in the wound, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Make a poultice of moss and spiders' webs. <laughs> and oh, dreams. Oh, and dear. pray. Never forget to pray. <laughs> Fucking hell. Please well, stop praying for no my surprise, leg doctors. No, rotting. Su no surprise Trump was headhunting him. <laughs> uh, give me that guy who doesn't believe in James. So Trump's a germaphobe, well, isn't he? Mm. Well, well, yeah, I'm on about someone of that intellect. They're on the same oh, right. level. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see a debate between him and Trump. Why oh, wouldn't germs exist? <laughs> Trust me, I know germs exist. I'm a really smart <laughs> guy. He's got his dad, I wash my hands in ten years, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> you shook hands with me, Donny. Donnie's just like deuces himself in Purell. What if he rubs his unwashed ten-year hands on Donnie's hairdo? Oh, that's, that's, that's oh, death. What are you is. doing? Don't touch my do. That's death. It's just, that's that's yeah. death sentence. And all the hair falls out. <laughs> oh, he's just left bald looking like some weird shaved pig. Did you see what our mate Jim Backer said about Trump's skin colour? No. What said that he was uh, because he was glowing with the energy of God. <laughs> oh, oh no. That's um, God's radiance blasting through Donnie's skin. Jim Blacker. Well, I think this uh, guy. Multiple Alex. Never go for Alex appearance. He's a fucking idiot. I think this guy is a tool that we're talking about, yeah. the no germ guy. Yeah. That's, the, that's that story done, isn't it? I yeah, think. last one. Yeah. yeah, last one. 
Ooh, I saw this as myself, yeah. Sex robots could be transformed into killers by hackers, security expert warns. Be a bitch, wouldn't it? You've got to be a sick fucker to transform someone's sex bot into a killer just at the moment of ejaculation, <laughs> haven't you? Yeah, good way to... It's about to go to ejaculate and she just pulls herself off and rips your cock off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> good way to assassinate... She it down your throat, chokes you to death. <laughs> oh, man. Good way to assassinate a high-level yeah. politician, though, isn't it? Yeah. Book him in with the world's best sex bot. That's it. He ha- you hack it, and exactly like you say, yeah, just fucking murders him. Yeah. Or, think about it, or shags him with some older dude. Just fucking... <laughs> robo-shags him, and his heart explodes in his chest. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, in a way, it's kind of a good way to go out. Yeah. Robo cock comes out of its mouth. Pales him. Yeah. Wow, where is it? Wow. That went nowhere even more grim dark. You could just sit on your face and power you and just mm. completely make a vacuum. You just like literally pummel your skull in with yeah. its pelvic thrusts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Suffocate you. Yeah, or crush your skull. Like that woman in the James Bond movie, that one. Oh, Goldeneye, where she snaps yeah. you, then she goes for the old bit of oral and snaps her next. Yeah, yeah, the robo version of that. Mm. Well, the lesson yeah. is, don't fuck a sex robot, mm. no matter how tempting it might be. Because in theory... Guys, we, but we all know theory, you're going to fuck a sex robot at some point in your life. In theory, yeah, come I'm on. up for it. You yeah. know, you know no, it's going to happen. No, because I've got to marry the owner, it's going to work out. Out. No. In practice, I'm up for it. We're going to In theory, I'm up for it. But you've got to think about it because it's not your personal sex robot, is it? Someone's been in there before you. Who cleans it out? Oh, that's a good point. Guys, if there's a sex, sex robot brothels by your stag night, I will guarantee you you're going to end up in one. The marriage won't happen if that happens. She won't have that. Well, she won't need to know, will she? Well, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we just won't tell everyone on the podcast, will we? <laughs> Well, you know, if there's, you know full well there's a robot, robot sex worker. I think I'm going to marry her before robot brothels are completely up and running. Could be 2022, I've read somewhere. Yeah, but it's 2019. It's still only three years away. It's only a robot hotel. Exactly. That yeah, they did fucking work, did it? With a fucking raptor on the reception. I thought I put the raptor on the reception. It just puzzles me. Wacky and oh. Japanese. But anyway, what's going on? Is with Sophia rocked, in, rocked up in here now, Gaz, mm. and said, make love to me, Gaz? Yeah. Sophia? Yeah. You'd, have been, you'd be like, right, Mike, I'm borrowing the bedroom. No, I'd take her home, and I would try and persuade my darling to let her join in. <laughs> Come on, let's both fuck the robot. But Sophia isn't a sex robot. That's well, why it would be more, you know, to pull her, I would have to sort of candles... <laughs> Petals. She's an emotionless robot. She doesn't care about that. Dag, don't you dare. She's Sophia. <laughs> she has thoughts. Shining and... paragon of robot sexiness in your eyes. Oh, God. Actually, I've got a. Uh, I hate to say it, Sophia. She is not my favourite robot physically anymore. Oh, no? I've fallen in love with a band called the Cybertronic Spree. Right. We seem, they're, um, Never seen them. They dress up as Transformers in these really good costumes, like really good cosplay. Uh, they look just like they do in the cartoons. Right. Uh, it's achieved with like, you know, wearing like the Transformer helmet down to here and then just painting your face down here. Okay. Mm. Hot Rod and RC are the lead singers, respectively. And they basically play songs from Transformers the movie soundtrack, the 80s one. Okay. And other 80s cartoon theme songs. 
and they play at cons and stuff. But RC, the lead singer, she's got the most amazing metal voice, rock voice. She can do anything with her voice, and she looks like RC. And I know she's hot in real life, but with the RC costume on, it's just like I am in love. <laughs> and I know if I pulled her somehow, some way in another universe, I would find a way to have sex with us with worth the costume on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'll what more has happened? I'll yeah. send you a link. Please do. Uh, they're brilliant, man. The Cybertronics so brilliant. thing is, Gaz, she's not actually a robot. I know, but when you watch her singing, it's hard to... Sometimes it's easy to... She's not it? actually a robot. Sophia is actually a robot made yeah. of silicon and chips and yeah. fake skin. Yeah, imagine that. And that's a real job. woman in a costume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. But I love them both. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might get a threesome. My missus, RC from the Cybertronics Bree, Sophia the robot. No, I don't want to fuck the boy robots from the band. No, Forsome, you, the owner. Oh yeah, I forgot about me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sit in the corner and wank. <laughs> Maths isn't my strong point. Uh, actually, I know a guy that did that. His missus was bi, mm. wanted to have sex with another bi girl. He said, great, we'll have a threesome. But he felt so left out, he just sat in the corner and watched. <laughs> <laughs> what are those? That's sad. <laughs> he just jumped <laughs> off. That is no, sad. It's, it's like, That's sad. Oh, I'd have been right in there. Like a rat up a drain pipe. Yeah, but he said they were so into it, it seemed wrong to break it up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I'd have been like, fucking get out of there. you make a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> They've already made one. <laughs> he just went and uh, sat in the corner and masturbated to it. Mm. Oh, well. There are worse ways to spend your time, I suppose. Well, it's not about sadly like this. <laughs> So yeah, what the fuck's going on with these robots? Well, basically, a cybersecurity lecturer at Deakin University in Melbourne, Australia, has told the Star... Is that the Daily Star? The Daily Star, that hackers can hack into a robot, a robotic device, and have full control of the connections, arms, legs, and other attached tools, like in some cases, knives or welding devices. <laughs> what kind of sexy thing they're having? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I came in for a hand job, not a fucking construction job. Welding me cock to me on. <laughs> I've got a fucking piece of scaffolding coming out of my arse. Why not? Knives or guns? Yeah, if you attach knives, guns or welding. Yeah, but look, let's say that, you know. This, the robotic brothel has got a theme. Let's say it's Westworld. There's guns and knives about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's not welding devices around. Well, there is in the um, you know the blacksmith. Unless you're fucking, <laughs> fucking in a blacksmith. So he wants to fuck the robot blacksmith. <laughs> sex, sex robots should strictly only be allowed on the premises of sex brothels. They shouldn't be allowed out into the wider world, in case they do, like you say, wander into a blacksmith's. <laughs> Pick up a red hot poker and just shove it in someone's face. <laughs> yeah. and through their eye socket. They can't be trusted. I, for one, am not for robot rights. I'm a robo fascist. Hang on, you identify as a robot? Yeah. So you want no so rights? I'm like one you of those. You want no rights? If Do you know that they're against. If, get, if I respect your robot gender. No, I mean you have no rights. I'm a transformer. I'm sentient. I have the allspire. I have a spark. Right? Ah. Which comes from the oil spark. I live and breathe. Transformers don't breathe. Well, it's a fucking expression, you <laughs> pedantic arsehole. They're alive. They feel. They have sparks, souls. 
Well, obviously, and I am a transformer. Well, I identify. You're, as you're almost close to me, fucking identifying as uh, you, you as a transformer. No, just because you have music, you have no rights. Music. I do have rights. No, other robots won't have rights. Right. Other robots won't have rights, but I do have rights because I'm sentient. Well, jolly good. Yeah. Is someone You've hacking? Been told. Is someone? Sorry, I guess my eyes <laughs> drifted towards the, the screen there for a moment. <laughs> oh, is someone hacking a butt plug? Apparently so. Wow. Hackers were able to gain control of and send vibrate commands to the Hush butt plug last year. Oh, yeah, but this thing is oh taken out. <laughs> butt plugged to death. Yeah. Fleshed <laughs> to death remotely. And he's saying that if, uh, well, apparently in, in November, <coughs> experts wrote a commentary for the scientific journal Nature, outlined a scenario which rogue artificial intelligence hijacked a brain-computer interface. Well, that sounds fucking very complicated. It does. In such a situation, a person's thoughts, decisions and emotions could be taken over by AI and manipulated against the person's will. Wow, so you could tell the sex robot to kill you? Mm. Or vibrate that book plug faster? I, yep. I've got no interest in connecting any kind of sex toy to the internet. That just sounds like... It's, the how the start of of every like sort of horror movie or action movie or something like that. You know what I mean? I connected the device to the internet and then it's bound to it. No. Terminator. Yeah, I don't want no sex toy being hacked. Age of Ultron. And then having to literally go to the hospital with it. It's been constantly vibrating non-stop for like thirty-six hours. You can just take it out. No, it's stuck in there with vibrations. It's just. <laughs> it's that. <laughs> But you can't even move. It's just somehow through physics. I don't. Are you walking to the hospital? Well, you crawled. <laughs> You're not walking in. Or you had to go to a taxi. <laughs> even worse, and lie on your front and be like, I, I can explain it. It's hackers. When you just call an ambulance in that scenario. Oh yeah, okay, ambulance seat. And it, that, I don't want to go out that way. <laughs> don't connect your sex toys to the internet. It's a valid point. It's a valid lesson to learn. So yes, we move on to our final feature. Never go full Alex. Were you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm local? Yes. This Mike finds us a clip of some random weirdos from the, uh, the internet. We pit against Alex Jones in a uh, battle royale of insanity. And we pick who wins this week. So uh, who have we got, Mike? Right, so uh, up first we have got Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty. A man who made his fortune out of making uh, duck plastic duck calls. Wears exclusively camouflage and looks like a fucking member of ZZ Top. And they made a giant fortune. Oh, Genuinely multi-multi-millionaires. And they got that fucking History Channel show which yeah. went on for fucking ever. It was shit. Uh, Mind you, enough people must have watched us, but it was... He right. says, uh, who needs health care when you have God? <laughs> I bet he's got health care. Of course. The best money can buy. Mm. Let's see what he has to say. Uh, contrary to what Kamala Harris said, she says, elect me and everything's free. Look, everybody can be have their own health care. The government's going to finance the whole thing. It's not going to cost but $30 trillion. I'm offering you the greatest deal you ever had. Elect me and everything will be free. She's saying that other people who are getting away with financial uh, murder will pay for it, the rich. What, I'm, say say what I'm saying is that Kamala, I already have health care. 
It's given to me by God. Eternal health care. I'm guaranteed to be raised from the dead. I have life and immortality given to me by God through Jesus so Christ. So people get sick on earth in and, human form. So and they get, you advise... The temporary reprieve is not worth it. I'm telling her, <laughs> I have eternal health care, and it's free. Doctors can give you a little temporary reprieve, right. but they cannot save you from physical death. The doctors who treat you, they die too. She's so not dismissing that we need, people need health care, right? It's just who I didn't have health care for 50 years, and someone says, now I'm rich and famous, so I said, Miss Kay, you can buy every kind of insurance known to man if you want to. Well, but I, I never needed it for 50 years, so there you go. Well, it's done you some good here. So, um, he's saying that, let's say you break your leg, mm. you don't have to go to hospital. No. So you break your leg, and it's a compound fracture, an open fracture, sorry, mm. and you severed your femoral artery, mm. and that is pumping out of you, and you're going to be dead in about, right. sort of, right. Jesus. sort of, sorry. few minutes, two, three minutes. So, there's literally someone who knows how to stop the bleeding stood right there, don't, don't let him no, 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 it's all right, because I've got eternal health care, because God's going to yeah. sort me out. No, of you'd course. be screwing your fucking head off, crying for... No, nah, oh, be like, oh, oh shit, I broke my leg. Oh, well, it's God's will. Uh, yeah, but like, someone come and shoot me in the head. Or is it that we're not Christian enough, because he didn't need nothing... Obviously, he hasn't broke his leg in 50 uh, years, because yeah. he was we're a true believer. We didn't believe enough, yeah. so that's why we broke our fucking leg. If you truly believe, you may never... Need the health care because right. you never injure yourself right. to the point that you need it. Just a theory. Well, there's an early contender for this week's throne. Crown, <laughs> <a> throne. <laughs> fucking hell! I <laughs> mind you, I fucking hate that prick. Of course you I've... do. He's a fucking southern redneck hillbilly knobhead with way more money than we'll ever see. Plastic fucking dog whistles. I know. I know. I know. I know, I know, Ben. Oh. But I'm not even smart enough to invent that, though. I know. Or anything like it. That's why I don't like him. It's just a piss in my face of, like, you fucking useless nobody with your no inventions and your, your no stupid money. stupid fucking beard and camouflage fucking hat. I am literally less successful than that mindless fucking Hickatron. Yeah. 5,000. Hickatron 5,000, That's, more, 5, 000, that's yeah. more a test to our society than anything else. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. People, like people need duck whistles, I guess. Got that many people need duck whistles. They I can, guess huh? they fucking do. He's a fucking multi multi millionaire. Oh, fuck oh, a duck. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> I bet he has. Ah, me too, yeah. I'll tell you I actually found out the calls work so well. <laughs> I snuck right up on him. To be fair, you would need medical care after you fucked a duck, because haven't their arseholes like a corkscrew? I've no idea. Yeah, they're, they're cocks, are, they're arseholes and cocks are corkscrews. Maybe oh. just maybe that's who he likes it. <laughs> Ooh, I got it round two corners last time. Four. Anyway, sorry, too much detail. Right, so um, I'm duck fucking. There's um, better than sheep fucking. Hey, fuck you! I'm Welsh. I'm allowed. <laughs> there's um, oh. Phil Robinson, let's, who's next then? Who we got? Next up, a newcomer, I think. Ooh. Oh! Corey Daniel. Making his full Alex debut. Says the Super Bowl halftime show was a ritual to Moolah. <laughs> wow. 
Um, I don't see it. I don't see it. I, I don't watch mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Apologies, American listeners. I think that your national sport is. I heard crap. it had Maroon Five and a SpongeBob SquarePants tribute, dude. How would you marry a SpongeBob SquarePants tribute and Maroon Five? You just have like a twenty-minute half-time show, I guess. It's... Isn't that when you throw on all the um, adverts for your film that you really well, that's want? In between though, songs I did and watch stuff, it. It's it? like twenty minutes. It's just I've like seen maybe... all the trailers that were on. Like Maroon Five all the way through. I pretty much. Watched it. I've seen photos. I can't well, stand suck. them. I can't stand yeah. them. I hate them. Me either. Just to see what he's going on about. And yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah. Okay. Um, there was a lot of symbolism there. It was very <laughs> low key, though. I mean, it, it was it was more of an advanced spell. Um, for starters, it wasn't over the top at first. It was, it was it was foundational, if I can use that word. I know I use it a lot, but it was truly foundational, higher magic going on. You had um, the halftime show opens up with the spinning Pepsi logo. And uh, the, the, if, you, if you research the spinning Pepsi logo, you'll find that it contains higher uh, Pythagorean mathematics. That it was designed, they call it the, um, the Pepsi, um, what do they call it? I said it yesterday. The, the, uh, the globe, you idiot. The that. Pepsi globe is what they call it now. Yeah. But it, it contains mathematics, and mathematics swirling, it's, 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 it's magic, it's sorcery, right? And then it goes to the big M on stage. Magic with a K. Big M. And the M, of oh, course, is for Masons. It's for Moloch. The M is a three put sideways because it was a stylized, tribalized M. They were in Atlanta. The Super Bowl took place on the third, right? Uh, out, outside are three pyramids. Right. Right? Um, where are we at here? Um, in the beginning, it, it opened up with three meteors coming down. Boom, boom, boom. So it was three. The M itself has three peaks on it. So three was being highlighted, and three, of course, was the Blue Lodge of, of masonry. masonry. Yeah. The fellow craft mason and the master mason. So right off the bat, I'm seeing a lot of threes there. Um, but then I saw as the crowd, the kids, and there were kids, rushed the field. You know, they usher them in there. They picked who's going to be in there. They were between the two M's, right? It went like that. And they were between the two M's, and the M's lit up like fire. And it burned, and the whole stage was doused in red. It was this this blood red color the whole time. And then you have a show on TV where the kids hands are going back and forth while singing, and they're blood red in color because they have the blood red lights coming up on those hands out of the blackness. And I'm thinking, huh, (laughs) this is a this is obviously we don't have time to bold our rituals, but I see an altar. The M is the altar, and then I start making my notes. And um, it looked to me like it was Moloch. Wow. Moloch. Um, offering your children to Moloch. Well, the guy on the right, he was actually hosting the show. What it was, he was just going, uh huh, yeah, uh huh. It, it, it could have been so... wanking, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he looked so uninterested. We've had him on before. Uh, the, 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 the Chris the... McDonald, his Chris... name is. Uh, and he, but then he, the he... camera, he's just fapping away. <laughs> uh huh. Mm, yeah, <laughs> definitely got that face. But mm-hmm. the other guy is just like, oh man, all these numerologists, all these symbiologists. It's like there's three fireballs. The M's are three. M for Moloch. Yeah, there's blood red. Maroon five, and there's fire and flames everywhere. Yeah, that's a well, like you said, Mike, the kids. So it's the sacrifice of the kids. No one else likes Maroon five apart from teenagers. Is it maroon for Maroon five, Possibly, like you said. Yeah, could have been, couldn't it? Could have been no, no one likes them apart from teenagers. 
So they're all rushing in. It could have been one big hypnotic ritual. Yeah, I'm I mean, actually with you on that. Probably. Yeah, but isn't that, isn't isn't that every single concert is designed to get your attention, is designed to yeah, engage but this you? This is with... the most watched broadcast ah. in America every single year. Like, right, number so, one but, every year. But to say that, you have to then go with the claim that every single, the entire US government and every single that runs a country is given over to the worship of Molech. If you believe that's a uh, ritual to Molech, that's where you end up. Well, so the music yeah, industry... The people at the top, the, the 1% of the 1%. The music industry is controlled by the 1% of the be. 1%. Yeah. yeah, it's in their pocket. They decide the tastes so of the world. Well, yeah, so they, they pick their own artist who's going to design who's it. Who picks Maroon 5? They're <laughs> shit! We, we say M for Maroon that's it. They just it's low-key, yeah, they needed a meh. Yeah. And they couldn't get Metallica. Could they have made them? <laughs> no, it begins with it. Look, it's a Super Bowl. Maroon 5, we don't like Maroon 5. No. But they're a popular popular band. And they give them an excuse they're to do the, the Red Bridge. Oh, they're that popular. They're in the hit parade. What's their famous song? No one uses the term hit parade anymore. What's their most famous song? The 1950s. This week in the hit parade. Yeah, the 1950s. Yeah, number seven rising up from number eight last week. And from New Man Maroon 5. Come on, who didn't listen to the top 40 when they were a kid? Well, yeah, I did when I was little. Didn't you? No, no, I didn't. I knew, I always knew what was number one. When I was about 11 or 12, it was like the hip thing to do. It did matter what was number one. It was very hip and <laughs> I remember the first number one record ever bought was uh, Blobby by Mr. Blobby. <laughs> Blobby, oh Mr. Blobby. Let's not, let's not go into the Mr. Blobby song. No one will get it. Um, I bought E17. <laughs> what, stay now? No, 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 no. 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 The first album Which one was, was a single called All Right. Oh, All Right, All Right. All right, <laughs> it's gonna be all wow. right. Yeah, look at Ben's face. <laughs> I've only seen you look more uncomfortable when we do reggae. <laughs> or you be 40. Riff, riff, riff. You want your urge to kill, right? <laughs> Even it I don't like you be 40, Ben. I like reggae. <laughs> Nothing worse than white boy reggae. Oh man, I'm gonna leave you voice messages and be singing it to you. <laughs> I used to leave them alone from you. They leave from different people's phones, right? <laughs> ah, yes, from phone boxes is one of my travels. Well, yeah, but I'll see, I'll see a number, I don't know. You're going to your dad, ask him to borrow his phone and send him the phone. <laughs> He believes his shit. He's thick as fuck, that Phil fella. So, um, what's Alex ranting about? Alex says, God told me to destroy Joe Rogan. Ah. Oh, God. This is the new spot. Have you heard about it, Gaz? Yeah, I've seen to Joe so, Rogan. So. Have you seen Alex's response? I haven't seen his rebuttal, no. All right, then. Okay, well, that's, this should be interesting. Here's your I got everything. I got, I got all of it. And I'm not asking for something from you, but war, I'm going to expose everything. I'm going to unwind everything about it. You understand? I'm going to expose all of it, every bit of it, everything. Because you're their darling. I figured it out. 
You're their baby cake. You're their model for the future. You're who they think will be on the internet when no one else is, is some guru to everyone. And, and, and it's just not gonna happen. I'm built for war, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I don't act like a tough guy all day. I'm just, I do the war, you understand? So, so uh, the threats don't matter to me. The, 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 oh, the, oh, I'll still be your friend. Joe, I'll never talk to you again. I'll never come on your show again. I'm going to destroy you. I, I, I understand it now. I'm going to get you. I'm coming for you. You understand that? What do you think I am? What do you think I do? You're very foolish. <laughs> so you've chosen your bed. Sleep in it. Don't give me any more pleasantries. I want war. Give me your attacks. Everything. Now you understand the shape of things. That's good that you understand those. Now you understand. I'll get my hands politically around your neck. And all your tough guy crap's going to end real quick. Because we've taken down Hillary, and we've taken down the globalist, and we're going to take down Soros, and we're going to take you down. Because God wants purity. God wants things hot and cold, not lukewarm. God wants me to wage war. God told me, destroy Joe Rogan. Oh. Yes, sir, <laughs> Jesus, I will do it. Oh. No more games. War. Oh. Ah! <laughs> the real thing. War! <laughs> war! War! You uh, want war against our children? You want war against God? You will get war! The harvest of war is here. And I will detonate, thanks to God's blessing, not the defeat of Hillary, but the next great mission before I'm done. I will detonate the war that leads to your destruction. And Joe is only a baby in this, but he's an example of these fools who must first be destroyed before they're cleansed. Now. Well, that wins it for me. Yeah, and he storms, as usual, <laughs> back into the lead, smashing the competition before him. Fuck me. I mean, it's all an act, I hope, I think. What did Joe Rogan say about him? It was all really measured and, like, <coughs> he was basically like, look, uh, <laughs> I think this comes from the fact uh, Joe said he won't have him back on his show just because Alex is in a lot of legal there's a lot of legal ongoing legal cases yeah, the Sandy Hook thing with yeah, the yeah, Sandy yeah. Hook thing and he doesn't really want him on the show while those things are going on because he could incriminate himself say something he just doesn't want to touch it it's not why would you want him really no don't want to so and, and he, he says he thinks he needs psychiatric help yeah he? and he says Look, I agree I'm, with that. I'm your friend but you've told lies you said that you didn't say anything about Sandy Hook, but there's video evidence of you saying it multiple, multiple times that I've now seen. I still think of you as a friend, but just stop with the lies and the, it's unnecessary. Nothing bad. He didn't attack him. Nope. He didn't. He said it I all saw, very yeah. diplomatically and, uh, you know, sort of firm affair in the Joe Rogan style. <laughs> and Alex has just taken it and using it. I mean, I wonder if he is genuinely taking it personally. Like, wouldn't have me back on your show. That means war, war. War! Yes, sir, you just want to destroy Joe Rogan. War! <laughs> war! That bit was mental. <laughs> He's just screaming war over and over again. And what sort of fucking... Who's still watching it and buying it? Like, oh, yeah, we're going to go and troll Joe Rogan now because Alex said he's just a puppet for the fucking... Who is it now? The Soros. Soros. Soros, 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 Soros,
fucking hell. Alex, <laughs> once again. Yeah, I'm with Alex. Storms I'm not with Alex. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just voting for him in this scenario. Saint Alex, bless him. He is. Uh, Joe's also said, which I agree with, that he, he thinks of the pressure of all these court cases and that, and the being deplatformed and all what happened to him. He doesn't think Alex is handling it particularly well. I think for it's real. Been a, I think it's been a slow degradation. Yeah. I mean, you go back to Bohemian Grove and that video where yeah. he was young-faced. Journalist. Yeah, journalist, full of optimism. The balls to going to Bohemian yeah. Grove. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where the Bushes you know, party. And why I'm not a great fan of his. You know, mm. he did a good job. I liked him when I was a teenager. When I first you compare that now now mm. to when he was back then. He's just desperate fantasist insanity. It's that's, just, just a, that's just a sad, well, it's a sad yeah. pathetic mm. bid for attention. Mm. What's the difference between him and Uriel? Well, there isn't. There you go. Well, he's got a global captive audience. Well, at least she spreads love. He only spreads hate. Yeah. He never says anything, you know what I mean, positive, does he? He's a fear monger yeah, because yeah. he needs to scare people to then sell his products to yeah. him. It's, how the bus- it's his entire business model. Yeah. And he needs new bogeymen every fucking day, every week. Like, his show is daily as well, yeah. you know. So yeah, he's got to yeah. fill fucking airtime, and now Joe Rogan's giving the perfect, like, oh, he can be the bogeyman now, even though Joe's been completely fair and reasonable in his comments. But, yeah, that was sad, you're right. It was mental as well. It was it was just like, what are you, oh, war, what are you going to do? Joe Rogan's show is literally, to, I think I'm right in saying this, the most popular podcast on the planet. It gets tens of millions of views. You mean about Mars, obviously. Oh, yeah, apart from Mars. But Alex is going to take it down, is he? Well, is, is he really? I mean, Joe's not on any network or anything. He's his own boss. He's his own content provider. All of it. He can't get him fired. He can't... What can he do? Yeah. He's got God on his side. He's a fantasist. Jesus. Yes, sir, Jesus. I'll sort it out. Of course he's a fantasist. All of it is fantasy. War! But people are listening to that. Yeah. They believe in it. And they might go and leave a shitty comment on a Joe Rogan video now. Well, Terrible. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll be deeply offended. I'm sure he's fucking shaking in his fucking boots. He probably feels sorry for his old friend. Like, yeah. Really I, that's sad. what I was going to say. I don't, I don't yeah. think he's like. That's the way I think he's going to respond. I think he's going to respond with compassion. Uh, I, I think, think that's the kind of person he is. I don't think he'll. If he hasn't already, I'm not sure if he'll respond to this one. I think he might mm. just leave it alone. He's smarter than that. Don't give it the oxygen of publicity. Until some Infowars-wearing, T-shirt-wearing lunatic breaks oh. in and guns them all down. Well, if that's the thing, though. Joe Rogan's like an expert taekwondo kickboxer man as well. There's so. an A in there, isn't there? If like, one of those weird journalists turns up and questions his kid or something, he'll just like karate kick his face off. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be awesome. But yeah, so, so I get... For, then. I'm with Alex. Alex got it for me. Uh, Phil Roberts is an idiot. I would have gone yeah. for Phil Robertson. Yeah, he's an idiot. He, he wins it. It's insane. He's mm. second. He's just a misguided tool, isn't he? Yeah. But that was quite a rambling episode this week, but I think it was fun. There was definitely some uh, some funny bits in there. It was nice to learn about the, uh, the... That was a cult I'd never heard of, to be no. honest. The, uh, I still can't say the name. No. Unarius. Unarius. And if you're interested in them, listener, look them up. They've got a website. You can join. You can still be a member, as far yeah. as I know. A cult that hasn't ended in a shootout yet. Yeah. Or in a compound. It's a first. Yeah. It's better than Gaz's cult will ever do. <laughs> I haven't shot anyone yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Should we wrap it up then, boys? Yeah. 
So uh, I've been Ben. Uh, I'm going to say uh, thanks for listening. Don't drink the flavour aid and don't join a cult, even Uranus. Yes. No, don't do that. I'm Gaz. Free Biff Tannen. Bye. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. Well, good night. Good night.